Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. I got this question from Onzibert. He comes in saying, Adam, good question. I once heard you slip a word about you doing a special end of the year reflection on New Year's Eve. I would love to know, what does this moment of reflection, reflection look like? What is it that you will do exactly when New Year comes? New Year's incoming and I would love to do something like that. Thanks for all the amazing content you put out in 2019. Thank you very much, Onzi. You've been following this channel for quite some time, so... Yeah, that's a that's a deep reference. You would have to be following me on Instagram, probably. Yeah, I think that's the only place I put it. Where on New Year's Eve, so without... Let's just get straight to it. I'll answer his question while giving you guys context of what he's talking about here. On New Year's Eve, what I do uh, before I go out for the festivities and the magic, especially... This is five years running now, five years in a row, where I will drive out to a secret location... Onzibur, I will not tell you where that is, and neither should you tell anyone if you're going to go and do this. This is something that your family doesn't know about, your friends don't know about. I mean, they'll know, you can tell them if you're doing it, but they shouldn't know where you're doing it or what time you're doing it. This is just a space 
for you to just reflect on the last 12 months before you go into this insane night of madness, which I, we will get, don't worry guys, we're going to get to that. I can't wait to get to burning the boats and free for all when it comes to going out at night on New Year's Eve. Two of my favorite concepts of all time. So I'm so excited for it. This is going to be a session, but stay good, stay focused here. So what you're going to do is you're going to drive out to a location and you want to make it a traditional location. You want to make it the same location every single year. So I typically do this around 8, 9 p.m. I'll drive out to my place, right? I'll drive out to, uh, to that, that place in the Amazon jungle, so to speak, that no one knows about. And I just bring my black journal. Oh, fuck it. I don't have it here with me. I don't want to derail the podcast. But, you know, just a moleskin leather black journal that is sole purpose is for the end of year reflection. And I get, I get a pen. I get my phone. I pump the beats, get them playlists going, Uitang 9000 on Spotify, or Panda Emperor, the sexy time playlist, uh, for those of you that got last week's bowl sip free weekly in my newsletter, which by the way, if you're not signed up for, it's a free email, Social Dynamics, this week is on to drink or not to drink, and how to activate peak social performance, peak state social performance, I got a whole article on that for free this week, it's always free, but uh, it's like a real fucking article that I actually had to stop short, because I realized this is a whole podcast worth of content. So about how to activate, uh, dr- uh, stay drunk, essentially. Anyway, so bowl sip, weekly in my newsletter, boulders.com, put your email in. Anyways, getting back to it. And what you're going to do is that you're just going to reflect on your stages of the year. This is not a date. Like, you're not going to go through every single day. You're not going to go through anything much more than just what I would refer to as the sagas of your life over the past year. It's, it's more macro than it is micro. And the reason for this is because I don't want you going into the absolute micro of micros of your life before you're about to go out and get loose with these girls. I don't, I don't want, the last thing you want to do is the, like something super analytical before going out. What this more is, Onzebert, is a time where it's just you in your traditional location. And as you do this year by year, it becomes more powerful because you have the tradition of doing it. So you have a place in time and a place in space that you always come to every single year at the exact same time once a year has passed and you can just reflect on the past sagas of your life and of, the, of that year. So what you will typically see is that I just break down the quarters if they come in quarters, but more so life events. You know, the biggest four or five things that happened over the past year, I'll just write a few pages on them in my journal. And I reflect on all that. And then once I get through doing that, I will then go back and quickly brief through all the previous years. So this will be for year five. And just look at all the progression from five years ago, reading this journal that I was in this car, in this place at this time, five years ago. And I get to read through that and who I was then. And then the next year after that, the next year after that, next year, as you can see. And it's not It's not like, it's. it, it might take me... Uh, hour and a half, maybe two hours, but it's probably one of the best hour and a half, two hours I ever have in my entire year. It's one of my favorite things that I look forward to every single year is this uh, secret end of year reflection. So I'm over there. That's pretty much all there is to it anyway. But just the key principles is that don't bring anyone with you. Don't tell anyone where it is. It's your spot. It's your time to just reflect on the sagas of your life, the most incredible, whether the most painful, most incredible, just the, the things that really stuck out to you in this past year. And don't get too deep with it, just macro. And I think what that does for me anyway, the reason why I do it at that time before going out on New Year's Eve is because it just 
it reduces not only does it like a like a well like a well done French recipe, not only does it reduce the sauce and it just reduces all the anxiety of what might be coming, because there is inherently some pressure you might put on yourself, especially when you're beginning, when you're about to go out on New Year's Eve, that oh well everyone's getting fucking late tonight. Or tonight's like everyone views New Year's Eve as the layup night, as the handball night, as the as the two plans for one kind of night. So, so that puts a lot of pressure on guys. I remember when I was first beginning going out at night in when I was in the beginning of my cold approach, uh, senior guys in the community were very unhelpful about this. They put so much pressure. I remember a guy, this is when I was like first beginning when I used to go on the forums and, uh, at the local frat, the local fraternity, Adelaide fraternity. I remember these, some of the more senior guys used to make posts like, if you don't get a K closed tonight, you're not a man or you're just rubbish or you know, really unhelpful negative sentiments, basically putting the pressure on guys that if you can't physically transact on a woman tonight of all nights, New Year's Eve, then you may as well give up. You know, that, that was the idea they were giving people. Very unhelpful. Super unhelpful. So... <laughs> So that's not the sentiment I'm going to give you guys tonight. And that's actually part of why I like to do a big macro reflection before going out. Because like I said, it reduces the source. Uh, it reduces the anxiety of like, well, yeah, this is one night. And this is definitely a tremendous night if you are going to be going out with cold approach in mind. With the idea of getting your goose loose. It's going to be a tremendous night because there is some truth to the magic of New Year's Eve. In which that, listen, any girl that's going out. On New Year's Eve, I won't go. As, I'm not going to go as far as saying that she's straight down to Foxtown, but she's got a round trip. She she she's uh. It's as if she's gone to Japan. She's already brought her. She's already bought her Shinkansen pass. All right. She's already prepaid for a certain experience. Now that is not to say that she's paid for a certain experience, pre-booked a certain experience with you. Alright, this is not to say that, oh, well, well then, if any girl's out on New Year's Eve, then she must be down for straight down to Foxtown. No, it's just that she's, she's signed up to an experience that she would like to have that with someone. Now, with someone, that doesn't necessarily mean you, Jeffrey. Alright, that's, guys, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It's not as if you're not going to get blown out just because it's New Year's Eve. Or just for those of you, maybe let's say this. I was thinking about this before. I was thinking about this on the bus ride home. Uh, who are we going to speak to more in this uh, pod? Are we going to speak to the average guy? Are we going to speak to more advanced guys? And I'm like, nah, I would like to get beyond the absolute beginner. But to be honest, it's just, it's not fair for me to talk about things that aren't applicable to the absolute beginner. This shirt is really fucking with me. Yeah. Because the absolute beginner, I mean, everyone can work from the absolute beginner. Whatever advice I could give to the absolute beginner, you can just make it slightly more difficult. So we will talk to the absolute beginner. So let's say you've never been out on a New Year's Eve for cold approach. I guess this is where we will start deciding the tactics. Yeah. Well, let me pause it here. I'll say hi to some of you guys in the chat, and then we'll get to real tactics from here. So Alpha Style comes in saying, hey, guys, good to see you, Alpha Style. Charles, thank you for the uh, heads up on the video and audio is good. Yeah, guys, the Australian Australia is getting fucked by the sun at the moment. It's uh, about 110 now for the last three days. If you're not in Australia, 43C. 
So I think the internet and the power grid itself has taken a big hit. So it could be a bit choppy. I apologize for that. Uh, Ray Singh also telling me the video audio is good. Thank you, Ray. Child comes in saying, damn, that last email sounds right up my alley. I find it hard to get out of my own head without alcohol. Uh, Charles, the alcohol one, to drink or not to drink, is coming out today. So that's in five hours. So if you sign up to bottledger.com, sign up to the Bowl Sleep Weekly Newsletter, to drink or not to drink, you'll get that. So sign up. Bottledger.com, it's free anyway. So uh, Distracon comes in saying, what's up? Good to see you here, my man. So... Yes, just I've got to get better of addressing you guys during these chats. It's not just a straight podcast. So here we go. Now, yeah, moving into the tactics for an absolute beginner going out on New Year's Eve. Say he's done his macro secret uh, end of year reflection. He needs to do a few logistical pre-ups before going out. Now, there's two concepts I mainly want to talk about here. Not just concepts, but fucking pieces of gold. Uh, Burning the boats. And free-for-all. These are the two things that apply to New Year's Eve that are actually contradictory to someone who would go out on any other day of the year, any other night of the year, with your wings. Fuck it. All those things go out the window. It's just these two things now, burning the boats and free-for-all. I just want to keep saying that so I don't forget it because we do go on tangents. We do go on stories. But before those two things, right, what I just want to give you some straight tactics, some logistical things that are going to really help for your night. Number one, listen, we're December 20th. So you got, you got some time. If you're an absolute beginner and you've got maybe say two or three close guys, close guy friends that want to go. And this is a good thing about New Year's Eve is that you don't even have to have necessarily wings that are switched on. This camera is not fucking right, is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on with that. There, there. Oh, fuck. I'll fix it in a second. But you don't necessarily have to have wings that are clued in, that are sharp, that have been training uh, like you have or been dealing with social dynamics. It's not even a prerequisite. And the reason why I'm saying this is because what you want to do on New Year's Eve is pre-book a pad. This is the, if there's anything I've learned over the last five years is that make the logistics as easy as possible. Now, when I was first coming up, it was a lot easier because Jordan had an apartment literally on the doorstep of Hindley Street, which is the main nightclub scene, or half of it anyway, in Adelaide. Yeah, the main, you can call it the main. And so we always had a place to pull back to and a place to go back to as well, just when we want to take a quick break for a second and just get our shit together. That was always available for us, but if you don't have someone that you know that has an apartment in the city, say you're in Melbourne, you're in London, you're in fucking New York, you're in Toronto, what I would recommend is that you and two or three other guys Go in on a pad. Wherever that is, you book an Airbnb. Uh, listen, you, you better do it tonight. You better do it. You better take this advice tonight uh, because that shit is going to get expensive if you try and do it two nights, three nights beforehand. It's probably still going to be super expensive. Should have done this well beforehand. But in case you weren't savvy to this uh, or maybe you're listening to for this next year, you know, book an Airbnb with two, three, four guys. It's a lot cheaper. Get a place in the city. The logistics are there. All right, if you... And I would never recommend a hostel over an Airbnb because if you've got two, three, four guys, you can get such a much better place in a much better location. And listen, it doesn't have to be literally on Swanston Street if you're in Melbourne. It doesn't have to be on fucking Yonge Dundas Square if you're in Toronto or in uh, Union Square in New York, etc., etc. You can book it 10, 15 minutes out of the city and the reason why this is okay, because you think, well, how, you know, 
for those of you that are new on New Year's Eve, like getting the girl back, even if it's half an hour, half an hour out, if that just means that you guys can get three, four guys, which makes it cheaper, can get it. If, if you're booking half an hour out of the city, you can probably get a whole home. You get a whole home for that, uh, especially in Victoria and Melbourne. And what this means is that, and so now you might think there's a new logistical problem of trying to get, if you do meet with a girl and you get some magic going of her and bringing her back to your place, well, that's going to make it more difficult if we're not staying directly in the city. No, no, it's not. There's a thing that we have called Uber. <laughs> this is my next logistical tip to you. Please, please download Uber. Now, this goes for all guys, even if you're not planning to book an Airbnb or book a hostel uh, particularly Airbnbs that are a little bit further out of the city, right? Still download Uber. This is logistical tip number two. So number one is make your logistics as easy as possible by getting an Airbnb as close to the city or a hostel uh, for New Year's Eve. Logistical tip number two is to download Uber or whatever rideshare app, whether it's Lyft or Ola, Ola, whatever it is. The reason for this is because even if, of course, if you do have your own pad, you just straight book it on. You don't have to worry about spending time freaking out, nervous on the street. You get in this cab. Is this cab free? Don't worry about that. Just book it in. Get the Uber straight back to your place. It makes it very easy. It makes it very seamless for continuing the magic with this girl. Right? It's like a, you're getting swept off your feet type vibe. And it has that vibe, especially on New Year's Eve. And especially if you could do it, like you pre-book it while you're in the interaction. So you you know you're going to do this. And so it's just like the thing's already waiting there when you take the girl out of the venue, out of the club, which we'll get to more in a sec later on. That's a cool little thing that we can do with rideshare apps now. But actually, probably more importantly, the reason why I'm telling you all to download and to sign up for an account on a rideshare app is because of going to her place. Listen, if you, this is, even if you do have your own pad with three or four of the lads, that it's not guaranteed that she's going to be comfortable coming back there and not guaranteed that her friends are going to be comfortable coming back there because listen, there's no single, or I won't say none because of a few stories, but it's very unlikely you're going to meet a girl that's going solo on New Year's Eve. Although if you do meet a girl going solo on New Year's Eve, that's, uh, I can never say straight down to Foxtown, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Of all the girls that I've met that have gone out solo on New Year's Eve, they are some freaks. Like they are looking for another one of these. They are looking for that coconut oil special. Two plants for one. Anyways, we're getting so much sidetracked so much. This this topic gets me really excited, so we are gonna get sidetracked a lot more. Uh keep that away from me. Okay, moving forward. So yeah, rideshare app, that's because it's gonna be more likely on New Year's Eve that you I would say 70% of the time, 80% of the time, you're gonna be going to one of her friends' house, her friend's place, her friend's apartment, if not her apartment herself. It's so much easier to catch a cab, catch a ride, especially with friends. That's why I mentioned the solo girls, because most girls are going to have two, three, four, five friends out with them on New Year's Eve. They're, unless they are blind drunk, which you don't really want to be bringing one of those girls back anyway. Like, you might think, oh, but, you know, low-hanging fruit, you know, that type of mentality, you know, it's easier. Listen, return on investment. Return on investment here. If you want to go ahead and pull the drunkest of drunkest girls on New Year's Eve, I'm not stopping you. But you got to think about the long play. 
what kind of experience is that going to be? What kind of experience is that going to be when you actually finally get down to Folkstown? It's, it's not the nicest experience in the world. And as George Costanza once said, well, <laughs> this is, I'll say the quote. I know it's not a direct thing. I'll explain it after. Why pay for something when if I apply myself, I might be able to get it for free? Now, George Costanza said that. I was more referring to the last half of his quote, which is referencing what I'm saying, which is that, forget about the first half of his quote. I just like the full quote. It's more the last half, which is that, what if I apply myself, that little bit there. So if you just apply yourself, you won't have to be looking for the drunkest of drunkest blind girls who would be happy to leave their friends. But if you apply yourself, go a little Costanza on me here and say she's got four girls, four or five girlfriends, uh, fireworks have already gone off, and now everyone's looking for the after party. They're looking for the, the club. Oh, we've got to talk about getting hand stamped as well. So we're, I just want to keep my mind fresh here. We've gone through your sleeping logistics. We've now going through the transport logistics, and we will get to the actual venue logistics after this. So I'm just making sure I'm tee this up because you see we go on tangents. Uh, okay, so back back on transport logistics, it's so much easier to get four or five girls uh, into a car if they're going back to their place, if you're going back to, to her place. And listen, her friends, whether they're fucking putting up the, the Great Wall of China for you, which a lot of friends will, like they will just do it. There's, this is one thing. This is one thing. Let's let's talk about this. If you ever thought that cock blocking was a thing at night, it probably a thousand X on New Year's Eve because you got a group of four or five girls, right? As I said before, then they have all signed up to an experience here. Any girl that's going out on New Year's Eve that's not at a house party, that's going out to the clubs, is going out uh, and stay, most importantly, staying out beyond fireworks. That's a real key thing to look at here. Any girl that's that's like maybe like I'll say eight out of ten, eight out of ten that fits that description, they have all signed up for a magical experience here. Not necessarily with you, but with someone. They all want to be swept off their feet. They all want to be taken for that ride, for an adventure, for a Disney magic, a little bit of Disney magic. So, if they happen to find that one of their friends is getting in on this Disney magic and they haven't found their Prince Charming, they get a little salty. They, they get a little bit salty. And what you could find is that within the space of 30, 60 minutes, you are faced with the Great Wall of China. Now, what's our mentality of this, my friends? You better start climbing. <laughs> Only the most OGs of that. The most OGs of OGs will know that. Uh, what, what do we do with a wall? We start climbing. Okay, we start fucking climbing. And what that means is that we start pulling out our application. We start going George Costanza, which is that, well, in, instead of doing the most difficult thing, which would be to separate the girl that we're really connecting with from her group, who are already salty about the fact, listen, it's not all of them. All of them. There are def- sometimes, sometimes the girl's friends actually help you. Sometimes they become the people that are actually trying to give you a boost up the wall. But make no mistake, if you get a group of four or five girls after fireworks, you're going down with one of them. There will always be one, almost always, there will almost always be one that does not want her to go with you. Not because you're a bad guy, not because you're a piece of shit, not because she thinks you're dangerous, but purely because she wants a slice of the Bavarian. 
She wants a slice of that old Bavarian cheesecake, and because she's not getting it, well, fuck it, Susie can't have it either. And, you know, it's, it's what it is. Jealousy's a thing. So, instead of taking the most difficult route possible, let's make it easy. And this is now more baby-stepping. And also, an overall mentality, I just want to take a step back for a second, is that I am hitting you guys with a lot of tactics right now. I realize that. I'm hitting you guys with a lot of steps. So this is why we're doing this. I'm not doing this the night before New Year's Eve. I'm doing this so you have enough time to go back over this and to take notes if you need to. Put it, put some cliff notes in your fucking Evernote or whatever. Oh, by the way, guys, I, I'm drinking out of a plastic bottle. That's how disheveled I am. That I didn't have time to prepare my normal matcha. That's how hot we came in. But the fucking game meat and a duck egg will get you there. So what was that? What was I talking about though? Oh, preparation. Yes, I'm telling you, I'm hitting you guys with a lot of shit here, but it's necessary. And so, the rideshare app, that's what we're talking, we're really talking about transport logistics here, which is that, well, if I can't get her coming back to my place, or if it just doesn't seem, uh, it seems too difficult, let's make it easy. And the, uh, that's right, the baby stepping, I was taking a back step on macro mindset here, is that, listen, a general principle behind the way that we approach meeting girls at night in general this is in general, regardless of whether it's New Year's Eve or not, it applies more. It applies X9000 on New Year's Eve, is that we baby step our way through. We're never trying to go full play, long play in one move. We just, we do the very best next thing. That is the, for guys that struggle with pulling at night, for guys that really get uh, fucked up on bringing the girl back finally or uh, you know, overcoming the friends, all this different stuff and getting her out of the venue and they think it's just this monumental Great Wall of China to climb. What they often find with those guys is that they're trying to make the long play in one move. They're trying to touch down and one down and it's not going to happen. What you need to do is baby step through and if I can just do the very next best thing, that has always been my mentality, which has served me so well and something that, rest in peace to Mr. Matt. Oh, shout out Matt. I wish we had another New Year's Eve together, but uh, not until the next life, huh? Things got a little sentimental there. Uh, it's one thing he taught me, which is he would come home from some nights and when he was cracking the code to uh, getting girls out of venues, I remember this specifically. I remember he came home one night and we were in our bowl session where it was before the bowl was a thing and it was just me, Roy and Matt. We're sitting in the tub, we're having a soak and he's telling me, well, listen, I found out that instead of trying to rush her to the cab, if I just get her down to the street first, and I'm trying to use Matt's accent. He's the most blokiest of Australian accents. If I just get her down to the street first, then, then that's a lot easier. It's a lot easier if I get her down to the street first and then we deal with the cab after. This is before Uber even existed. This is, this is well back. And so even just that one thing there of baby stepping. And so I would see him do this repeatedly where he's like just so focused on just getting her from the venue to the street. He wouldn't even. We, he wasn't even thinking about Uber and the well, the Uber not existed, but the cab or that type of stuff. Because what he really found is that, and what I found as well is that, if you try and put too many moves together too soon, you end up just blowing your load. You end up fucking up. Whereas if you just focus on the next best thing, which is that if you're in the club with this girl, it's going down. Maybe you met her on the dance floor, you met her at the bar, and you bounced her a couple of little mini bounces. Go back to my garden, going out at night. Uh, you've done a few little things. You've got a deep within rapport and deep within investment within the club. You've met her friends. You've got on side with a couple of them, just dropping some key principles here, getting on side with the friends. And yeah, maybe there's one that's a little bit troublesome or maybe she appears to be a little bit troublesome. Not quite yet though. Well, 
let's steady the ship here. What's the next best thing? Well, let's just get these girls down to the street. Let's just continue this adventure. So, hey, kebabby time. Let's go with the kebabby. Hey, girls, let's get something to eat. Go down to the street. You don't even know where. You don't even have to know where you're going to get something to eat. Just the fact that you're getting out of the venue, that's all you have to focus on. And then when you get down to the street, then you can work out where this kebabby shop is, where this pizza hut shop is. And if you're in the main strip, if you're in the fucking main strip anywhere, any city, just take a walk for five minutes that you say, yeah, we're just going this way. There's a kebab shop down here. You might not even, you don't even know, but there will be. All right, any main strip, there's going to be something to eat. So this is what I say, but if you got so wrapped up about the old fucking kebab, listen, don't worry about the kebab. <laughs> don't worry about the fucking kebab. It'll come. It'll come step by step. And that's just one little thing. I know I'm going to finish up transport logistics. But if there's anything that would help an absolute beginner, because he's not going to be able to apply all the shit I am talking about here this morning in one night. He's got a few nights, though. How many nights has he got? If you're an absolute beginner that's never done any night game at all and you want to get prepared for New Year's Eve, listen, you got this weekend, you got Friday night tonight, you got Saturday night, and depending on the city, Sunday night as well. And then you've got next weekend, which is 27th, 28th. So you got two weekends to start applying some of this shit before New Year's Eve hits, which is on. No, yes, yeah, yeah, which is on, yeah, 30, which is in two and a half weeks' time. So actually, this is this is really good. We're actually doing this in plenty of time. That if if the humble Jeffrey would be so inclined, could actually do some amazing training and do some amazing shit. Could get himself on a nice elevator to ready himself for New Year's Eve. So maybe oh, we got so much shit to get through this in this session. So listen, guys, I'm gonna say this right now. We are. We're going to go balls deep on this session. So I'm going to die. I'm going to take a quick pause here. We'll get back to the transport logistics and just say hi to some of you guys in the chat. Uh, but I will say this right now. Your questions will not be get, getting answered for quite some time. I know this now because this is a fucking full guide. Whenever we do a full guide, we go balls deep. So let me say hi. Don't worry though. I understand this and I will extend this session to do some Q&A at the end. Just quickly. Okay. So let me just say hi to some of the guys in the chat, though. Uh, Charles just says he signed up to the bowl sip. Good, good man, good man. You'll get that sometime in the next five hours. Uh, Alpha Style says, what can we do to keep the texting just as fun as the interaction? Uh, four years in now, and they enjoy being together, but the moment they go home and sleep, their energy resets and texting becomes slow. So Alpha, are you talking about texting in a relationship? Four years in now, and they enjoy being together, but the moment... Okay, but anyway, I'm not answering any questions now. I'm just having a look. Uh, Charles, I would say, keep the texting light and bring up something funny you guys talked about during the interaction. Yeah, see, it doesn't make sense because it seems like you're talking about a relationship. But you, I don't really understand your question because, listen, texting should not be fun. Texting is just for logistics. Go back to my video on how to text, how to text game guide, how to text a girl, right? Texting is purely logistics pre-sex. Pre-sex, there is no fun. There is no rapport, building, attraction, but none. All of your work should have been done in an interaction, and then texting is just the bridge to get you to see her the next time. All right, that is purely logistics. Now, I, know I said I wasn't going to answer any questions, but just in case, I just want to rip that out of your mind right now. So anyways, moving forward. I won't answer any more questions. i got to stay true to my, th my word. Um, Racing, Charles, what's your email? I'll forward you all of Adam's past emails. What a, what a lad. What a lad. Good on you, Ray. Uh... 
No, there is currently no way to pre-see uh, to see the past Bolsip emails, although I am currently considering taking the articles from the Bolsip email and, and archiving them. I'm thinking about it. If you guys want that, let me know. Mm. Nice Max says he's at a bar right now and drinking hibiki whiskey. Ah, oh, yes, sir. So good, huh? That's good. That's good. I don't mind that at all. Come by. Uh, okay, so just I gotta get on back on here. What? Fuck it. That lid just dropped. Uh, Zujan Warrior Ian has checked in. Good to see you, here, my friend. And there's a few other questions which I see from you, PT, and I see uh, Destrack on saying real talk though, baby steps. I see you guys. I just wanted to address you because we're going hot on this full guide on going out on New Year's Eve. Yes, I will be getting your questions just much, much later because I now realize this is a full guide. So requires requires. So getting back on transport logistics. Yeah, I took a back step to just give you the overall mindset of baby step. Yes, and this is why. This is why, because it might seem very daunting to to go with four or five girls you don't know, other than the one that you do know, who you've probably only known for 30, 60 minutes anyway, maybe a little bit longer, but no more than two hours for sure on New Year's Eve, and to then get in a cab, Uber, with all those friends back to a place you don't know about. Oh, fuck. So this is now when Burn the Boats and uh, Free For All comes in. Fuck, I've got to keep those in mind because they're just two great concepts. and they, But they require their own segment. So I'm not going to dive into those now. But just know that uh, there are things I'm saying right now that come as a part of Burning the Boats and Free For All mindset. So, so anyways, the baby step is just how you get by this. The baby step is that we don't have to worry about, uh, I'll pause that, I'll pause that. So let's just say you're an absolute newbie since I'm doing this walkthrough and you got this girl, you go, you've been down, you had your kebab with these girls and you're working out logistics, you're working out where these girls are staying tonight and it doesn't matter how far. And this is where the fucking um, free-for-all mindset comes in. It doesn't matter how far they live out, it doesn't matter where they're going. If you've decided that this is the girl and this is the girl on a ride with tonight, you will get in that cab. You will get in that Uber with these girls to an unknown location. Now listen, I wouldn't always say this is absolutely necessary during the rest of the year, but New Year's Eve, why fucking not? Why fucking not? All right? Listen, you you might, in general, in general, oh, now the burn the boats mentality with not getting numbers comes in. How can I not talk about these things? I, I, gotta, I will pause it though because it'll come, it'll come. In general, logistical transactions um trans uh a, trying to get a day two out of a night game interaction is a very low percentage move right a very low percentage i'm not saying that you won't that is not good to do anyway but it's like your backup no one should be going out at night thinking yeah i'm gonna try and get day twos out of this night no your idea with the night is to capitalize on that girls are out here for a good time uh, girls are out here to be swept off their feet to be taken on an absolute adventure all right so you play the vibe which is that, and so now with New Year's Eve mentality, well, we had the kebabs, had the pizza with these girls, and fuck, where are you guys staying tonight? Or you find out they're all going back to her friend's place. Maybe they're going to an after party, right? So you don't have to worry about going back to her place yet. Just get yourself to the after party. Well, girls, right? Let me, let me book an Uber, tell me what the address is. Let's go, okay? Now, if you're on side with the friends, this is not a problem. And this, this is something that you're going to have to go back to my night game uh, podcast. I'm not sure if it's a social Q&A, but it was a, or maybe it was in the wing. I don't remember which one it was, but I've definitely covered a whole, a whole night. It might've been the tips for day gamers going out at night. It might've been that podcast. 
Anyways, getting the friends on side, you should have done well earlier in the night so that this uh, allows for. And so what you're going to do is that, yeah, we all get into the car. We go to this after party. Let's say that you go into this after party and then you show the after party with her and you get to know the people there. Cool. And then you're always just baby stepping and then you're working out where she's going after that. And you just should, the whole transport logistics I'm talking about here is this is why you should have Uber or Ola or Lyft downloaded. Right? You should all have this downloaded regardless of whether you can pull back to your family's place or your home place or you got a pad with your lads and you got a hostel in the city or you've got even if you have a hostel in the city let's say you're in new york let's say you're in your um your hostel or your airbnb is on fucking east 16th street just down from union square east 16th east 14th and maybe you happen to meet a girl maybe a little maybe only 10 minutes away from there maybe 15 minutes up maybe somewhere closer to um east 30th you know, maybe 10, 15 blocks up, still go in the Uber, still go in the Uber. It, this is a huge mistake I made when I was coming up. The amount of times I fucked up bringing a girl back to either Jordan's apartment or my place was because I said, let's take a walk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you don't understand, like, especially on New Year's Eve, especially on New Year's Eve, they, it's okay if it's only a five minute walk. I'll say a five minute walk. That's okay. Anything more than five minutes, I'm getting in a cab. I'm getting an Uber. Okay. The reason for this is because if, unless you're staying on the main strip, I guess that would be the one allowance, but you're going to have to walk down some quiet side streets. You're going to have to walk down some areas that take you out of the bubble and the adventure. Now I'm speaking in generalities here. If you've got a girl that you guys are fucking made to be and that now the entire world does not matter and it's just you two, you can get away with this. But for the average girl who that, and you're not absolutely like you find that you two are soulmates. If you come out of the club environment with her friends and you're, even if you're bringing her friends back to your place and all of a sudden you're walking down these quiet side streets, it's a weird fucking change. Like it's, it's going from night to day. It's like going from a night interaction to a day interaction within 10 minutes. And a lot of the attraction could be killed. Not only that, girls can get very worried. They get out of their emotional, they get out of the emotional ride and they get into their logistical analytical minds and it makes them a little bit skittish. It makes them uh, a little bit Turkish about things here. And so a, a little bit of Turkish delight about things here. And so what I'd recommend is that if you have a five, five minute and under, okay, you can walk through if it's on the main strip. Otherwise, if, if, uh, if I'm for guys in Melbourne, if you're say met a girl at the Carlton, which is really close to the main to the main strip of Swanston and kind of near King, but a little bit further down actually. But you know you're in you're near Burke Street Mall, right? That that's the main mall for guys that don't know in Melbourne. Carlton's only just up from um, Burke Street Mall. If I'm staying uh, closer to Federation Square, which is probably a ten minute walk, yeah, it's probably about a ten minute walk from there. I'm not walking the girl down there. I'm not walking her down there at all. Right, that. That transition, there's so much that can get in the way. That's what I'm talking about here is that you want to make things as simple as possible with transport logistics. Is that it's just another reason. Don't risk an interaction or risk burning an interaction, especially when you're new and maybe you don't know how to create a deep bubble with her, just you and her yet. And you're really just kind of trying to spread your wings for the first time. Make it easy for yourself and just book the Uber, just book the Ola, just hop in a cab. 
even if you're only going to be taking it from the Carlton, just 10 minutes down the street, over the bridge to where Federation Square is and maybe your Airbnb is around there, right? Because then it's a seamless transition of energy, of vibe, of what's going on in the night. It feels like she's being swept off her feet. It feels like this is this, the bubbles getting deep. Oh, we're getting a cab together. We're getting this Uber together, right? And it's not, you don't have to deal with fucking yobbos down the street who are trying to fight you. You don't have to get into a fucking middleweight title fight. You don't have to deal with the cra- all that craziness. You're just in the back of this, say if it's just you and her, but even if it's with her and her friends, you get a nice air-conditioned bubble and you just get whisked straight back to your place and you can just boop, boop, just straighten the door. Oh, let's get this Disney and chill going. Let's get this, you pop your fucking wine, uh, pop your wine bottle, pop whatever you're drinking. For me, it's going to be that sparkling mineral water. Whatever she wants though, but other logistics, let's just go note is that if you are bringing a girl back to your, if you have got a pad in the city, uh, you go in with two, three guys. I know I'm getting off on fucking tangents here. Uh, okay, no, no, man. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll save this then because we've gone through booking your pre-logistics. We've now gone through transport logistics. I want to go into venue logistics after that. And then we'll go into pullback logistics. Yeah, so we'll save that for then. But Adam, what about the burning of the boats and the free-for-all? <laughs> okay. Okay, I have honey dicked you guys enough. I will go into that now. <clears throat> but let me, okay, let me put a nice little red bow on transport logistics. It's just that whether you have your own place or not, do not be so foolish into thinking that you're going to be savvy enough if you're an absolute beginner to just take a go and find a cab on the street. Download the app. You can get that. You can find the spots. You can... You can get it pre-booked coming for you if you're in a slower interaction. And so it's like 10, 15, say, say you know this is good to go and this, this girl's ready to go and maybe her friends are ready to go as well. Either or. And you're in the bar. Well, you can just pre-book the car and so that when it's time to come, you can put that time pressure on and go, well, listen, guys, car's coming. We've got to go now. We've got to go now. That's one of my favorite phrases at night. We've got to go now. Even if you don't. Like when you're at the kebab shop, because guys think well, the transitional moments, how do you transition from the kebab shop getting into the car? How do you transition from the venue getting into the car? These type of things. Well, there's one phrase of, well, we've got to go. We've got to go now. We've got to get going. It's here now. Anytime someone hears that, because that's the thing at night. The night is just one adventure to the next. So people are very conditioned to that phrase. And that it almost triggers them subconsciously to get ready to go. Right? Even if there is no time pressure, even if they barely know you, but if they just hear someone with a strong masculine vibe, strong masculine frame, who's just saying, listen, we've got to go. Car's here, we've got to go. They're going to follow. If you've done your, if you've built this interaction correctly through direct intent, qualification, investment, and now through the close toolbox again in my system, then there's not going to be a lot of issue here. It's just a good transition. You know, just this vibe, we've got to go. So anyways, finishing up there, you just got to make sure that you have those apps downloaded and be ready to be able to go back to their place as far and wide as it may be and uh, baby step it the whole way through. Now, I want to talk about these two mentalities before we dive into venue logistics because I've been honey dicking this enough. (laughs) I will get into this now. By the way, if you are in the stream right now, please drop me a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this content. Drop me a comment, say hi. I will address you guys in a little bit. Questions will come much more later on and yes i do apologize uh for the choppy internet connection australia is struggling through the heat right now i think that's all it is so 
Um, very good. Uh, I'm just looking at the chat here. I think there's one new guy here. I should say hi to you. Uh, VM of them Nike Bowers says, just started sober gaming and I appreciate your content on getting into the zone sober, just living in the moment. Oh, dude, my friend, thank you so much. Make sure you're signed up to boldoji.com, bold sip weekly at my newsletter. This letter I'm talking that goes out within the next five hours, this email newsletter is all about whether to drink or not to drink and how to activate peak social performance while being sober, aka stay drunk. So get that email. We'll talk about that before. Charles, anyways, coming back in here. So I want to talk about burning the boats and free-for-all mentality. These are two mentalities that apply on New Year's Eve, going out and meeting these dime pieces that do not apply, generally speaking, any other night of the year. So let's start with burning the boats. And of course, we are rewinding all of this back to the absolute beginner who's between 12 and 3 on the clock face of social development. Okay, so... What burning of the boats is, and that mentality, no number closes. None. I do not want to hear, after this New Year's Eve, on January 1st, I don't want to receive any emails. I don't want to receive any grams that tell me or start like this. Well, Adam, I went out on New Year's Eve, and I got a girl's number. What do I do now? I don't want to hear any of those messages. I don't want to hear any stories. I don't want to hear any questions from guys going, Adam, I got a number closed that he's got this girl on New Year's Eve, but I haven't received a message back. How do I approach this? Just fucking burn it. It's not, no number closes, no logistical closes. Barring, barring an absolute necessity, right? It's like in terms of like maybe the most extreme of scenarios where yeah, yeah, I can't even, no, I can't even think of one. I can't, this is how important it is. The burning of the boats mentality is that you burn your phone. You burn your phone, so to speak. And what that means is that you burn your ability or the fallback of number closing of a girl, Instagram closing, Facebook, getting those digits, because that is not what tonight is about. If, if you aren't willing to to take it the whole nine yards and go the full play with a girl of tonight, of all nights, then don't go out. Don't go out. This is not the night for you. This is not the night for you. Now, this might sound similar to what I said before of those guys who are really negative in the community saying, well, if you can't get a kiss close tonight, then you're a piece of shit. It's actually very different. It's actually very different to what I'm saying to that. What I'm saying is that tonight, I want you, if you're the absolute beginner, this New Year's Eve, I want you to forget about the fallback safety pin of, well, I can feel good about myself if I just get her number or I can, I can let, I can stop leading. I will stop leading and I'll just, oh, I just push my comfort zone. Just push my comfort zone enough. I'll just get her Instagram, right? Because guys fall back on that. And that's why it's called burning of the boats. And this is something that when I was first learning, uh, going out at night, something that Jordan taught me, my wing of a time, Jordan. He taught me this burning of the boats mentality that he would do even when it wasn't New Year's Eve, right? He would do this. He would leave his phone in the apartment so that he had no choice. It's either I go the full play with this girl tonight or I don't get to see her again at all. Or we fucking exchange pigeons, like, because I'm not going to have my phone with me. Now, of course, you need your phone because of the rideshare apps, part of logistical, uh, uh, logistical, sorry, transport logistics we just went on. But barring 
barring transport logistics or booking an Uber, uh, a meeting up with your friends, etc., and your wings, you should not. I don't want to hear of any of you going on numbers, going on grams, going on Facebooks tonight, unless it came at the end of the interaction, aka you went back to her place, you went back to the after party with her. You, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And now, you, for those of you that have heard uh, my full podcast on going out at night, you might think that this, you can see how this contradicts. And this is what I talked about before. In the beginning of that podcast, the first thing that all guys should be doing uh, when they go out at night, at the beginning of the night, between roughly 9 to 12, is logistical harvesting, which is that you're just going to be having short interactions, 5, 10 minute interactions, getting as many grams, getting as many Facebooks, getting as many numbers as you can, that you will then be able to uh, bring to fruition later on in the night. But as you can see, this is New Year's Eve. It's a different mentality. The mentality here is that you have every other night of the fucking year to go work on all that logistical harvesting. Right? You have every fucking other night. There's no other night of the year where almost, I would say, 80% of girls going out want to have a magical experience. Right? Any other night of the year, that probably goes down to like 15 20%. Right? Every other night of the year, girls just go out because they want to let their hair loose after work. They want to... Uh, you know, they want to talk shit about this, but they, want, they just want to get fucking loose, all right? That's what girls want to, want to do. But on New Year's Eve, there's a mu- there, I talk about the Disney magic so much. This is the one night where it actually literally applies, where when you, when you fucking crack open that Lion King and you see that little castle and the little shooting star goes, duh, duh, and it just, it just sparkles across the screen. That is this night. So if you're going out, Thinking, oh well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end my interactions nice and sweet, nice and short, hey, nice and short. Just get the number. I'll message her later on. Hey, I'll message her later on. You won't fucking hear back from her. You will not hear back from her. And if you do, the chances of reconvening that night, nah, she probably met someone else by then, son. She probably met, she probably met someone else who was willing to take her the full way. If you hear back from her the next day or days after, eh, it's like, again, I can't, I can't speak to the generalities enough. We always optimize for consistency. We do not optimize for what's inconsistent. Am I saying that if you, get, if you decide to end an interaction on New Year's Eve a little bit prematurely and get her number, get her gram, that you won't hear back from her? Listen, two out of 10 times, you probably will, right? Two out of 10 times. But I don't want two out of 10 times. I want eight out of 10 times. I want what works most of the time. And on New Year's Eve, there's just no point. There's no point. Unless it is, like I said, the most extreme of scenarios where maybe you just like, you're fucking going off with this girl. She's fucking blowing your mind. But maybe her friend broke her arm or uh, got sexually assaulted by someone and they have to go to the police station to fill out a report. And in which case you do need to, she's really adamant that she will... Uh, message you later that night to reconvene. That's the type of fucking scenario I am talking about where it is acceptable to get a logistical uh, trans- um, wrong word there. A logistical transition, I should say, uh, with this girl and trying to get deets and try and get Graham. But even then, even then, I, I would go with her to the police station. You see what I'm saying? It's a burning of the boats. You forget about the number. You forget about ground. You forget about WhatsApp. Fuck your TikTok. 
and you're gonna get down with this girl and take her the whole way through. If that means, because this happened one time. Okay, here's a story for you. I met a girl, I met a girl at the start of the night, it was like nine, nine no, 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 probably closer to 11. Uh, 11, it wasn't a club club, it was more like a bar that had a club section. And I went straight through, me and, uh, I don't think Roy was there, who was it? Someone else, there's a few guys there. We went into this as like a starter place, it was a nice chill place to start the night off around 11. We go in through the front door, the other guys go off to the bathroom, I do a full spread, I do a full run of the entire bar. I meet, I don't know, 10, 15 people within the next five minutes. I, I eventually have to go downstairs into a basement section. And there's a pool table, a couple pool tables down there. There's like four or five girls and one guy. One of those girls was like a fucking giraffe. She was so tall. Uh, white girl, actually, I remember it. A straight Aussie white girl. And she was lit from the get. From the get. She wanted to go down. However, she had a boyfriend. She was very adamant about his boyfriend as well. But I can see that you see that magic in the eyes. You see them. You see them say the moon eyes for sure. She's going on, and so I know well, this is good. I mean, I, she's got a boyfriend, but he's not here. I'm here, right? I'm fucking here, and we've talked about this before. I will. I will keep leading. For those of you that are wondering, yeah, how do you handle the boyfriend on New Year's Eve, or how do you handle the girl, uh, the potential fiance? Listen, I. By default, I'm always in sixth gear. I will always keep leading. I will allow her to tell me when this is not okay. In the absence of her telling me that this is not okay, keep moving forward. Keep leading. Because that's what she's telling you. If a girl a girl is covering her back end, listen, there was a guy, shout out to Alan Roger Curry. Back in the day, like many, many years ago, he had something called what he referred to as mode one, which is basically just super hardcore direct even more hardcore direct than I am, like literally just telling girls to uh, suck his dick in the supermarket, that type of hardcore direct. I'm not quite that, quite that brash, although I've, I've got some midfield old lie that gets pretty close to that. <coughs> just not that uh, verbally uh, ex- descriptive. But, uh, why was I mentioning that? Oh, right. He, he had this, he talked about girls, why girls will do this, why girls will say, Yes, I have the boyfriend. Yes, I have the boyfriend. Yes, yet continuously allow you to keep leading. And it's because, listen, they're covering their back end. They're covering their back end that when their friends ask her tomorrow morning, you know, what did you do last night? We didn't see you for the rest of the night. Or what happened with that guy? Well, she goes, well, I told him I didn't have a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend. It's, I, had, I told him this. I told him that, et cetera, et cetera. And she can cut, it's just this crazy fucking thing happened. This just crazy shit happened, right? I don't know what the fuck happened. And uh, I told her I had a boyfriend, right? And she's, this is like this, it's a social back. It's the social, uh, she's hedging her bet, so to speak. It's her insurance policy. And and so anyways, all with this girl, she kept telling me right from the get that I had this boyfriend. And I'm like, well, that's great, but you're still here. So let's keep going. And so her friends, I get all her friends on side. The actual, the guy uh, was, uh, even though he had four female friends there and I, I don't know, I'm not sure if he was gay or not, but he was, uh, he was happy for me to take over for sure. And so anyways, I separate that. What was really good about this group is that he kind of got that, that I was going in with this girl, even though he for sure knew she had a boyfriend, but he kind of got the signal and he said, well, listen, I think her name was Lucy actually. Uh, he said, Lucy, we're going off to this bar. They were going to change bars. But she was really diving in on me. And so they just, he's like, we'll meet you up on the street. 
So he was kind of savvy. He kind of helped me out a little bit. And he took the other three girls up onto the street and just gave me isolation with Lucy. And, and so I ended up making out of her there in the, in the pool bar. And then after a little bit of that, we went back up on the street to meet with their friends. Cause I'm like, well, I'm going all in here, burning the boats. I'm not going to try and, I, I, and so mm, the other concept free for all now applies. So this is a good time. This is a good story to apply free for all. So what free for all means is that it's every man for himself. It does not apply for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year, you will ride and die of your wings. On New Year's Eve, it's free for all. Now, it's not to say that you won't help each other. So I, there's two concepts happening right now simultaneously within one story. Burning of the boats and free for all. It's just that free for all has now popped up. So don't worry, I'll come back to the finish up burning the boats. Rest of the year, you're going to ride or die of your wings uh, for sure. However, on New Year's Eve, it's, it's every man for himself. Which means that, yes, you will still help each other in interactions. But if one of you is going down with a girl and she has to leave that venue, that doesn't mean you have to. That doesn't mean you have to go with him. If anything, it actually means the opposite. It means that you need to let him go do what he needs to do. Only if he asks for your help and requests for your help and asks for you to come with him and it makes sense, as in you're on side with her friends and it's part of the good time vibe, then okay, you can go with him. But otherwise... More importantly, let your wings go. Let go of them. If it means, and this is part of the story. So when I realized that I've been spending enough time with uh, Lucy down here in this basement, I'm going to take her back up to the street and go meet up with her friends, who I don't really know that well. And my, the rest of my wings are still in this, uh, a few other guys, they're still in this venue. But I'm not going to go find them. They know. They know as part of New Year's Eve, free for all. Which is that if I don't see Adam for the rest of the night, once you guys step out of the apartment... You pretty much have an agreement with each other. Listen, whatever happened, ha happens here. If I happen to see you for the rest of the night, there have been some nights, some New Year's Eve's, where we literally stepped out of the apartment, maybe five, ten guys, and I never saw any of them like 20 minutes later. From 20 minutes afterwards, I never saw them again. Never saw them again because three girls walked by, I stopped them immediately, and I end up going to a different bar with them, even though we all said we're going to this bar. That is the idea behind Free For All. And this is the idea of New Year's Eve, is that you want to go on these, these, these experiences, these adventures. You want to pull every pin. You want to, you want to load any type of ammunition and pull every trigger. You don't, do not discern between whether this looks like a good or bad situation. It's like put yourself in the most riskiest scenarios possible. That is what I'm saying here. Risky, I mean that both in like... <laughs> Both life endangering, kind of. Just don't go too too ridiculous with that. But when I say risky, I mean risky to the point of you have no idea whether this is going to end you up on a sixty minute train ride into rural Victoria because that's where her friend's after party is, right? That's the trigger you're going to pull. And if that means that you're going to take that sixty minute train at the beginning of the night, and then you end up getting to the after party and it wasn't that great, and that actually this girl kind of turns south on you, and you got to take another sixty minute train back, well, okay. Okay, you wasted the first two hours, but you thought it was going to be a good experience because you judged the situation correctly. Turns out it wasn't. All right, that's cool. You still got, if that was at 9 p.m., you still got an hour before the fireworks go off. And most importantly, the best time of New Year's Eve is actually New Year's, when the fireworks is over. And now girls are looking for after parties. Girls are looking for that good time energy coming back for the Bavarian cheesecake. Oh, fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, you do. So... <laughs> Anyways, going back with Lucy on this year. Uh, going back with Lucy. 
so I take her up. Oh, yeah, it's a free for all. That's it. So it's it's it perf it's perfectly fine for me to leave this venue. I do not. Just for the basketball beginner, you do not need to go back to your wings and tell them, "Listen, lads, I'm leaving now." You don't need to waste time and to get all uh, sentimental about it. No, just leave. Just leave. They know that is the written agreement, the signed in blood agreement with all of your boys. When you go out on New Year's Eve, it is free for all and burning of the boats. So we're now going to get back to burning of the boats. It's just that you wouldn't do that normally. Normally, you would try and get your wings to come with you. Normally, you would tell your wings where you're going. You would take that time. New Year's Eve, different though. So I go up with her up onto the street. Oh, Oh, we walk for like we walk. We, so we meet up with her friends. They were like happy enough to wait for us. So we walk down. By the way, again, this girl with a boyfriend made out with me just fine. Okay, that's fine. Happy for me to come with them, just fine. She keeps telling me about the boyfriend as well. We're even talking about her boyfriend while it's still going down. I remember this so clearly. I just remember like this is the power of social dynamics. Like I feel bad for the boyfriend, but listen, that's not my fault. That's got nothing to do with me. This is her choice. She can leave anytime right now. And so we're walking down the street. We cross over to another pub or on, over the street to another pub. And lo and behold, one of her friends falls over and cuts herself on a piece of glass, like somewhere on the shin. And she's bleeding like a fuck. She's like, we got a bleeder here. She's, uh, she's spurting blood. And so now this interaction has gone south, right? Absolutely south. Her, she, the girl I was with, Lucy, has been all of her attractions shut down. Now her focus is on her friend and just getting her friend to the hospital. Okay. Now, the reason why I brought up this story with the birding of the boats is I told you about no number closes. Right? No, no, no WhatsApp, no Instagram, only the most of extreme situations. This is one of those situations, okay? This is where you could discern, do I want to go in and just piece this up? Okay, you grab this number, you grab this gram, okay, but you put no stock in it. Okay, that is the only scenario I will allow for you to... Uh, to bypass my rule of burning of the boat with your phone here. And uh, and in that scenario, they were taking plenty of time. They are taking too much time. The hospital was too far away. She wasn't that great. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to meet a greater girl. So I decided not to go with her to the hospital. But let's say she was my absolute 10. Let's say this is post-fireworks. And then her friend cut her leg. Well, then I'm going to the fucking hospital with them. Right? That's the mentality of burning of the boats. Is that, well... I'm taking this to full play. I, I allow myself no fallback. Right? There is no boat for me to return to, such as this Instagram or number. And with that mentality, you'll get yourself into some scenarios. You will get yourself into the most incredible experiences that you never thought possible. That's actually how a lot of threesomes begin. That's how a lot of orgy situations begin is that you were just willing to just go that extra step. You were willing to take the friend back. You were willing to go to the friend's apartment, et cetera, et cetera. But oftentimes those things, those crazy situations never really happen uh, if you don't have this burning the boats mentality. And uh, yeah, so yeah, fuck it. So we, we covered those two things. I just want to dive into the chat now, say hi to some of you guys, address some of you, and then we'll then move on to venue logistics. Wait, no? Yes. Venue logistics and then pulling logistics. Those are the final two things we'll talk about on this uh, Social Q&A Live Code Approach Tips uh, for going out New Year's Eve. So let me say hi to some of you guys in here. 
Uh, Spotter King says, sup. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Uh, 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 Oli Shumu comes in saying, how long are you streaming? Well, listen, we normally go for an hour and a half. Every stream is a minimum hour and a half normally. However, this is a full guide and the full guides go way longer. So I normally finish at 1130, which is in 20 minutes. However, it'll probably take me 20 minutes to get through the next venue logistics and pulling logistics. So, and then I want to answer some questions at the end. So, uh, yeah, we might be streaming for another hour, maybe potentially. Um, this is worth it for sure. So, oh yeah. Thank you for the question, Ollie. Uh, Spider King comes in saying, but you have to always practice uh, how to naturally get women around you instead. Uh, I will answer that question later on. However, uh, your question, I think I understand the point of your question. However, it's not phrased very well because how to naturally get women around you instead. I, I, I say, I'm not going to answer any questions now, but I see you there. And if we get time at the end, because super chats always come first and I can now see that Oli Schumer has donated a super chat of two euros. I think it's a euro. Yeah, it's a euro. Thank you, Oli. I really appreciate that. For those of you that don't know, uh, Schemo at the beginning of this super chat, uh, beginning of his live stream, donated $4.99 Australian. If he had a question, that gets bumped to the top. And all the stuff you guys donate just goes straight back to the channel. Go straight back to that free weekly amount newsletter that I put out with social dynamic articles, the bowl sip. Sign up, bottle.com for free. Uh, you know, running the business, all that type of stuff. So I really appreciate it, Ollie. And when we do get to QA, because we're not in the QA section yet, don't worry. Your question will be first because no one else has dropped a super chat with a question. Schemo didn't have a question. He was just saying thanks for all the content. Um, so his question always was, what should I talk about with women in night game? So yeah, don't worry, Ollie. I see you there. Thank you very much for the super chat. Your question will go first when we do get into Q&A. So even if you're not around to watch it live, this replay will be up before the end of the day and also on the podcast. I strip the audio and it goes up for the audio uh, before the end of the day as well. Shall we, my friends? Shall we? Shall we talk about venue logistics? This probably won't take too long, actually. But I uh, mentioned this before. So, hold on. Fucking settled here. Let's go in. With venue logistics, so for the absolute beginner, you might not be savvy to this. And it's really good. It's really important that an absolute beginner goes out now uh, over the next two weeks. He's got this weekend and next weekend before New Year's Eve. Please practice this. Just go through the motions of what I'm about to talk about with this venue logistics, which is that on New Year's Eve, Oh, there's a few things to go with venue logistics, actually. So number one, say you got two, three guys. That's the average absolute beginner is probably going to be going out with two, three guys. Maybe there's five or 10. You've got a big community, uh, maybe even more. However, what you all want to do is set up a home base. You want to all set up a home venue. So like I said, burning of the boats mentality, you're going to be ready to leave your wings at any time, any moment for anything. Right, that's the overall mentality. However, what's really good on New Year's Eve is just to have a home base. If you're in Adelaide, the home base should be either the Mosley or the Grand at Glenelg. We're going to talk about why that is in a second. For those of you that aren't in Adelaide, you don't know what, this probably that makes no sense. But let me say this, it's by the beach. So, <clears throat> first thing, oh, so the home base. You want to select a home base, uh, which is a club or a bar, particularly, preferably a bar, but... If it's like a mix, mix mash between the two, that's fine as well. Just a place that 
is centrally located to where the fireworks will be. Now, every city has their major fireworks display. Uh, Sydney Harbour, Darling Harbour by the Rocks, if you're in Sydney. Uh, somewhere in the Rocks, set up a venue around there, set up your home base around there. Uh, if you're in uh, Melbourne, they often have, they always have it by, down by the river. Uh, but they have it a few places in Melbourne as well, from memory. Um, it's been a while since I've had New Year's in Melbourne, though. But it might have changed. But anyways, a home base venue would be you know, definitely the Carlton um, or even the, Ar- uh, the Arbury is a great place to reconvene down there anyway. But <clears throat> the reason why I'm mentioning this is because even though you will be going in and out of your own interactions in between, on the way to venues, you'll get taken off to different venues. You'll go different girls here, different girls there. And you might not see your wings for an hour or two hours, but you always know that when an interaction ends... Let's say your interaction goes south, like with, with, with Lucy, where her friend gets cut by a piece of glass and has to go to the hospital. And so I left my wings like half an hour ago. I don't know where they are, but I do know where they will be. And so what this allows for is instead of you fucking walking down the street on Google Maps or trying to be on your phone like this and trying to ring your friends up and getting all fucking hasty about why isn't Roy messaging me back and, and you're trying to type text while walking and you're getting your fucking spell correct and all this shit, right? And, and while simultaneously missing all the interactions going by you, if you know where your home base is, number one, anytime an interaction ends, no matter how far you were taken off course, you were taking 60 minutes on a train ride to rural Victoria, you were taken to the other end of the city. You went into an Uber to another to her friend's place that you met a girl on the street, right? And the interaction ended for whatever reason. Friend got cut by a piece of glass. Her friends get fucking shitty. Uh, she doesn't like you anymore. Uh, she got drunk, etc., etc., etc. All the different shit that happens at night, just the infinity. Whenever an interaction ends, you know where to go. So you you don't have to be worrying about getting fucking Google Maps out or having to. Uh, most importantly call all your friends and work out where's fucking James, where's fucking Roy, where's Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Like you don't have to worry about that shit. Where the fuck are you? You don't have to worry about that because you know that at some point throughout the night, barring that they're not getting taken off onto some wild goose chase uh, for the rest of the night, you're most likely going to see at least one of your boys at some point throughout the night. And it's actually not important whether you see them again because we have the burn the boats mentality it's what's important about it is the peace of mind with venue logistics is peace of mind that you have a home base that I always have somewhere to go back. So if I'm going out, if you, if you're fucking, uh, what's that one in London? You have to, this probably changed the clubs in London change all the fucking time, but it's really close to Oxford street circus. It's like a couple streets up from there. And like, if you, so that's in London, but it, that's just places come to mind. Uh, in Auckland, I remember I spent one New Year's Eve in Auckland as well. Um, there's only like one strip there anyway, so it's pretty easy, but really close to the, uh, the spiral tower, I forgot what that's called, whatever that's called, I forgot what it's called, Sky Point, is it? I don't know, I remember, it's a long time ago, but anyways, you have your home base that no matter what happens, you can always go back there. So that's point one with venue logistics, it's peace of mind, so that when you're walking down the street, you're getting back to the place, you can meet other girls along the way. That's really important because when you're... If you're worried about having to get your friends on the phone and say, where the hell are you? Where the hell are you? Where are you going to be? It puts you in a frantic mode and you can't meet people on the way. So get that, get that handled. If you're in Mel- if I was in Melbourne for this New Year's Eve, which I might be actually, uh, I'd be choosing the Carlton. Either 
uh, Carlton. Now, I was going to say uh, ABCs, however, because it's so central. However, this brings me to point two of venue logistics, which is stamps. Boom. You must get stamped at the beginning of the night. Oh, fuck. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, the other thing I mentioned with venue logistics is that your home base should be very close to the fireworks. I mentioned in Adelaide, the, the Mosley or the Grand, for a reason. The reason why that being is because the there are two fireworks displays in Adelaide. There's one down by Festival Theatre. That's, uh, what's that? Rye Mill Park, is it? Oh, maybe there's one there as well. Maybe that's the children's one. But there's always one down by the river. Down by, down by Torrens River uh, in Adelaide. Now, you could have a home base around there. Or, because it's fucking hot in Australia right now, you can go down to Glenelg. You can go down to the bay. Which is, for those that don't know, it's about a 30-45 minute tram ride uh, down to the bay. But they have its own fireworks display down there. And there's a lot of really cool bars and uh, cool clubs down there as well. Mostly, mostly bars. But you set your home base there because it's really close to the fireworks. And you just want to be around there. Venue logistics, when you're setting up for New Year's Eve, you have your regular clubs, you have your clubs and bars that you like for sure. And we'll talk about getting your hands stamped in a second. But barring that, those are more, those are like, they're like, they're like little breadcrumbs along the trail. But it's not the loaf. Your main loaf should be, aka home base, should be where you're spending most of your time at night on New Year's Eve, should be around where the major fireworks display is going to be. Now, why is this? Take a guess. What kind of girls go around the major fireworks display? Hometown girls or traveling girls? I give you a second to work that. That fucking nail biter out. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Tourists. Tourists. Holy shit. You want to meet a girl that's looking for a magical night? Go where the fireworks are. It's common sense, but I didn't have this. I didn't know this when I was coming up. You know, I didn't. I didn't. It's like, and even more so than whether you would think of this, it's more important to stick to it, which is that. Listen, you should be starting your night at roughly 9 p.m. We were going to talk about the handstands for that reason. Roughly around 9 p.m., you should be leaving the apartment. And uh, now I've got to talk about handstands, but I wouldn't, but no, no, because I'm going to, I'll forget the point about tourists and traveling girls. So the home base around them fireworks, okay, you want to meet a girl that's going to be more likely. You want to increase your chances, make it much more easier for you to find a girl that's looking to get swept off her feet, that's looking to, uh, if the, the correct masculine energy stepped up, that should be willing to let go and just make this situation really smooth, real smooth. It's going to be much smoother around the fireworks than it is going to be at your other bars and clubs, for sure. And that's what we're talking about with the, bread the breadcrumbs. Yeah, you have your other, now we can get into hand stamps. I think there's something else I want to talk about there, but we'll get back to it in a second. Hand stamps, start your night at 9 p.m. Why? Because... Yes, while you will be spending most of your time at one venue around the fireworks, if in Adelaide, that's probably the Grand or Mosley, somewhere around there. Uh, just apply it to whatever your city is. Just think of a bar or a club to wherever's close to where you are. And before that, though, what you want to do is get those breadcrumbs. And the breadcrumbs is your hand stamped. Because I told you before, most of the magic happens on New Year's Eve actually not actually happens on new years it's actually post fireworks that you're going to be getting into the really crazy shit 
That's when the real magic happens. For a couple of reasons with girls that stay out after fireworks, those are also the type of girls that are looking for a magical time. Girls that are, are really committed to their boyfriends, committed to their fiancés, that aren't really in the greatest of moods either or maybe just want to turn in, right? They turn in. They don't stay out after fireworks. It's the clubs that are open after fireworks. It's the after parties after that. That's where you want your hand stamped. So that's why we go out at 9 p.m. You leave your apartment, you leave your place with the lads at 9 p.m. And the first place, well, it's actually, it's helpful in your logistics in your city if you guys are getting an Uber in together is to stop off at venues along the way. So if you're in Melbourne, a good idea is to go through Chapel Street, get your hand stamped at a couple places. Get your hand stamped at a couple places. If you're going up Swanson Street, go up, get your hand stamped at a couple different places that you know will be open post fireworks. Right? This just makes things easy. And yeah, you're gonna have, you fork out a little cash, fork out a little cash just to get your hand stamped. If you're not drinking, which you shouldn't be, which I talk about in this week's bowl sip weekly amount newsletter, to drink or not to drink, right? you shouldn't be drinking. So you're not gonna be spending money on drinks. It's just gonna be entry, entry price. I need some more fucking water. Uh, so yeah, so this is what you're going to do. And this is just venue logistics, which means that you can seamlessly transition, that you can just go from place to place to place on all your adventures. Maybe you get into an interaction with this girl for 20, 30 minutes. That goes bust. You're walking by. Oh, I'm already standing at this place. I'll go in. Oh, I'm already standing at this place. I'll go in. And most places have a main strip. Most cities have a main strip in which that it's loaded with venues and that you just got your hands down through. Okay, it's really important to have that pre-work done. We would normally take that first hour, nine to 10, just get our hand stamped at a whole bunch of different places and then make our way to the actual venue, the place where we spent most of our time, which is very close to the fireworks because that's the type of girls we want to be meeting. At night, if you're in Adelaide, it's pre-fireworks, but it's more so post. It's more so post. You want If you're a guy in Adelaide tonight on New Year's Eve, Yes, do your prep work from 9 p.m. until 11.59. Okay, no, don't cut it that close. And from 9 p.m. to 11, 11.30, go down Heinley Street, go down Rundle Street, get your hand stamped at 100 different places, or your favorite places that you like to go. Okay, then roughly around 11 p.m., take the tram down to uh, the beach where that fireworks display is going to be if you want that vibe. And I just, I just recommend it because it's really, it's down by the beach. It's down by the ocean. You can take girls down to the ocean. It's amazing. Uh, on the fireworks, it's incredible. Uh, but of course, if you don't want to do that, there's always, a, like say, say your logistics uh, are closer towards the city, then yeah, okay, you can watch, take girls down to the fireworks on the river. However, just make it close. Make it close to the fireworks so that you can be there post fireworks. What's really important about this last final piece of venue logistics is that you don't leave, you don't leave the fireworks display immediately, that you don't go back to wherever you just come from. That's why home base around fireworks, because the type of girls that are staying out post fireworks, they want a good time. They want that magic. They want to be led. There's always that separation anxiety there's always that what is it's not just separation anxiety it's another word for it it's it's fucking uh it's 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 like uh when people get off drugs what's the fucking word for that not remission it's it's uh withdrawals there you go it's like a withdrawals type thing where 
everyone experiences this who's been partying, who's been clubbing, and they went out for the fireworks afterwards. There's always this sense of withdrawal in which that, what's fucking next? What's fucking next? Because they've been on this high. They've been out from, maybe they had, a, they had, they had dinner with the girls, with like 10, 15 different of their friends, and then they went out for clubbing, they got fucking lit, and they got drunk, and they were dancing, and they're making out of this guy, and made out of three, four different guys that night, and they said, fuck you to those guys, and they went down to the, the river, if, or they went down to the beach for the fireworks, went down to the, wherever the main, your main fireworks are, and it's just this constant, just like, like roller coaster, just an elevator, just going up, 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 up. But then when the fireworks happens, there's this sense of, oh, it's like, oh, it's like a deflation. It's a, is withdrawal symptoms of like, where am I going to get my next high from? Oh, excuse me, miss. I saw you here next to these fireworks. My name's Adam. <laughs> my name's Jeffrey. You're that next high. You're that next high. Okay. That's why you might, that's why the logistics must center around your venue logistics around the fireworks because you capitalize on the withdrawal symptom. You capitalize on the deflation of, well, it's a new year and I don't know where the next high is going to come from because we just reached the fucking climax and the peak. So if you happen to be an on point masculine intent energy that goes, I'm a fucking direct, congruent, authentic man, I'm a lead you right here. Listen, girls. Listen, I just saw my hands out of you get into a quick interaction. Okay, they're cool. You'll be so surprised. You 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 bounce that girl within a second. Girls that come off that high of the fireworks, right? The moment and they then you you see it in their eyes. You literally see it in their eyes, this like slight depression of like, oh, oh, it's like it's so I guess we better I guess we better go home. Fuck you, yeah, we'll go home. Oh wait. Or they, or they get frantic, like, where's the next after party? Where are we going? They all get on their phones and shit. But if you come in, powerful, centered, grounded, that hey, goes, come with me this way. Let's go this way. We're going this way. Hey, we're good to go. We're going this way. Of course, once you at least introduce yourself, but that's about it. I've told you, the amount of times you'll bounce a girl within seconds after the fireworks have finished, just because you stepped up, you looked her straight in the eyes, you gave her that masculine intent. Right, you got in this interaction with her. You pulled it. You put her arms around you. Maybe you had a bit of a makeout. Maybe you didn't. But you got you got her friends on side. Who are your friends here? Listen, girls, we're going here. Let's go. The amount of times that has happened, it's just that quick. Within 15, 30 seconds of meeting these girls, you're already taking her by the hand, and your logistical home base is right there. If it's in Adelaide and Glenelg, the Mosley's right there. The Grand's right there. <clears throat> if you're in Melbourne, if you're down by where Federation Square is, the Arbor is just down there. There's so many different bars. Uh, even transport is just right there on the square. There's so many different places, and you, but it's right there. And so you just capitalize on this, and you're now giving the girls the next high. You're giving the girls the next ride. And it only has to be for the next moment. So because uh, what if they do have an after party to get to? Well, then just get them to get them in the bubble of your leading, and then you'll deal with the next thing. As I said before, we just baby step it. We just do the next best thing. And the next best thing is just leading this girl right now to the nearest possible place, giving her the next high. And then as she comes up with, well, listen, Adam, Adam, my friends want to go to this fucking after party. Do you want to come? Do you want to come? I'm like, I'll fucking come. I'll fucking come. Where is it? Oh, it's a 60-minute train ride into rural Victoria. <laughs> ah, shit. I'm going then. Burn the boats mentality, free for all. Maybe you saw some of your wings and that, 
and this is the other thing I mentioned with free-for-all, if your wings do need help, like you can see it, but you're in your own interaction and you're going down, again, this is the only night of the year where it's okay not to help, where it's okay, where you know it's an agreement between brothers that just on this night, it's every man for himself. We've been cultivating our social dynamic skill set the entire year. For one night, you can be just a little bit selfish. It's the only night of the year that I say this. Any other night of the year, you're going out of your wings and you see he needs help, you bomb your interaction, you go straight towards him. No matter how good it is. Right? That's that connection you build with each other because you know that he would do the same for you. Right? And that's how it goes throughout the rest of the year, just not on New Year's Eve. If you happen to see that and you're like, oh, fuck, Adam, Adam, the Uber's here, we got to go. And I see fucking Roy's over there and he's got two, te- he's got two absolute teeds. Two teeds? And uh, he needs a little help because one of them's given a little bit of chop. Give him a little bit of chop. And I could definitely go in there and take that some of that chop off of him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Roy. I've got to peace out. I've got to go with this fucking go right now. Right? That's, that's the free-for-all mentality, building of the boats. That ties up venue logistics. Fuck yeah. Now, I have literally run out of water here. Shit. There's only one more section, though, which is uh, pulling logistics. So, uh, I'm just going to take a quick second here just to say that. <laughs> look at this. It's actually not too hot in here. The AC is on, but it's going to get... F- it's, it's ridiculous outside. You could literally cook eggs on the, on the pavement. That's how hot it is. Uh, I'm going to say right here, if you guys are enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up down below. Uh, drop me a comment as well. If you're watching this in post, drop me a comment on the video after. If you have any questions, because I know I'm diving into a lot of shit, and I know that it's 11.30 right now, so we've already been going for an hour and a half some, or very close to it. And we haven't even gotten to the questions yet. Don't worry, they'll come later. Especially Ollie's super chat, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, just say hi, drop me any questions. I know I'm diving into a lot of stuff. Just drop questions on the video in post, and I'll come back. I always answer them in post. And you probably, if you're an absolute newbie, you probably will need to come back and watch this in post. Um, there's so much gold I'm unloading here. I do need water though. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take a quick, I'm literally going to sprint. I'm going to take five seconds to go get some water. You guys take a chill pill. I'll be back in five seconds. Chot them up there. Oh, Oi, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, Nasai. Okay. We are back in this game. So, I'm going to sell some fresh water here. Big no-no, drinking water without salt. <clears throat> It'll only dehydrate you further. However, we're in the middle of a live stream here. I didn't have time to get my fucking Himalayan rock salt, so I just have to doubt this water. <laughs> You need those electrolytes so your body retains the water. It is not water that hydrates you. It is the electrolytes that bonds the water to your body. There's your physiology class win. Okay. So, mm-mm. final part. Here we go. Part four. Is this part four? Part five. Part four, part five. On uh, pulling logistics. So, how, how intense are we going to go into this? Okay, let me just say this right from the get in case you were an absolute Jeffrey that didn't know this, ample, ample condoms, 
I mean, you buy a box and you keep that motherfucker in your back pocket. Either that or you buy a, a uh, I've seen some guys that will get a fanny pack. They get a fanny pack, they put their lube in there, they put their toothbrush and, uh, and toothpaste in there and they put their fucking box of condoms, right? Uh, for those of you that have been carrying around the same condom in your wallet for the last year, throw it out, it's probably broken, and go get a fresh box, okay? Now, really important, really important, but Adam, a whole box? How the fuck am I going to keep that in my back pocket? I've seen some guys do that. I've seen some. I've done that. I've been, I've got out, uh, particularly New Year's Eve with a whole box in my back pocket. I mean, because back in the day, the boxes used to be a lot bulkier. But now, uh, uh, my favorite brand is Skin, if you're down here in Australia. But everyone's got their own brand. I know Roy likes someone else. But anyways, all my, actually, all my friends all use a different brand. I'm the only one that, of my friends that knows that uses Skin. Uh, it's just my favorite. It's the one, it's like the first, I've been using it since I was 16. I've been using those condoms since I was 16. But New Year's Eve, you need an entire box, okay? Now, if you're, we're talking about pulling logistics right now, if you're just coming to this live stream on New Year's Eve, we've got a, we've got a few scenarios to cover here. <clears throat> if you're the type of guys I talked about before, back in part one of... <clears throat> Uh, of your Airbnb pad logistics, if let's say you've got an Airbnb, you've gone in with an Airbnb with two, three, four guys, what you want to do is just uh, lace the apartment with it. Right? In the kitchen, up where the coffee is or up where the tea is, you put a condom. If down by the couch, down by the seat, down by uh, in a little fucking, get a little uh, little container or something and just put under the, the table or just... Put it underneath the bed, in your bedroom, both sides, every in the bathroom. Condom, there should be a condom in the bathroom. There should be anywhere and everywhere in your apartment, wherever you went to in the Airbnb. And the reason why I'm saying this particularly, because this might sound excessive, uh, if you've got two, four, five guys staying in the same Airbnb, like you might have you each simultaneously, if not simultaneously, throughout the night, you might have guys bringing girls back to the apartment at different stages of the night. I remember, uh, I won't mention that story. That's way too personal. <laughs> I'll definitely get in trouble for mentioning that one. Let me just say this. There was an apartment of guys that I once roomed with in London that uh, were all pretty savvy with social dynamics. And there were just girls going in and out all day, night, all day and night, right? And this is one thing that we looked at. Well, what I, they, they taught me, essentially. <clears throat> Which is... Uh, uh, we just we just keep condoms everywhere, right? It's just it's like a communal thing. It's a community thing. I right? we we each we, we just chip in and we just get a box of sixty. We get, we get three boxes of twenty or whatever, and we just we just put them fucking everywhere, okay? And what this means is peace of mind. Right? This is just peace of mind that if you're an absolute newbie, you're bringing that girl back on New Year's Eve for the magic, okay? Now this is you might be getting the idea for me that the sex needs to be rushed. Huh. No, no, take all fucking night. Remember like I said, the, it's very unlikely unless you meet an absolute freak. So I'm just pulling my socks up here because we're getting deep. Going deep on this shit. Unless you meet an absolute freak, which I have. I have met, met a few girls like this that were just ready straight down to Foxtown on, uh, from the moment I met them on a, on a New Year's Eve. 
And I remember one time I just pulled her out of the line with her friends and we just got straight into a cab, straight back to my place, Lion King and chill. Let's go. Uh, unlikely though. It's unlikely. Most, the higher percentage is that eight out of 10 times you're going to be, if you're going to be going, bring a girl back to your place on New Year's Eve, it's actually not going to be New Year's Eve. It's going to be New Year's. It'll be post fireworks. And so what that means is that there is no rush. Don't fucking rush it. Take your sweet time. Now, pulling logistics. Here's another part of it with taking your sweet time. Not only should your apartment be laced with condoms everywhere, everywhere, also lube. <clears throat> now, I don't use lube in my everyday life. I don't, I, and I, I wouldn't, no. I, I, haven't, I haven't used lube in fucking forever. Not in ages, only on New Year's, really. Only on New Year's. And the reason for this is because, uh, not because you don't think she'll get sexually stimulated, but because when you drink alcohol, you get dehydrated. And girls don't produce nearly as much of their own natural lubricant when they've been drinking a lot, if they have, in fact, been drinking a lot. So you just want to be prepared for all scenarios. So you don't need 60 bottles of lube, but you know, just in the, in, the, in the main centers, in the main areas, down by the kitchen, bathroom, couches, etc. Just have a quick, just have a couple small bottles, right? Tee that up. Now, there are other pulling logistics. You want to talk about uh, entertainment-wise. You want to talk about drinks. I don't drink. And New Year's is no exception. I don't, I don't drink on New Year's. I don't drink in my everyday life. And I have not since I was, uh, which I talk about in this week's uh, Borsip Weekly in my newsletter, Borsip.com, sign it up. I haven't had a proper drinking session. I've only ever had one in my life, which is when I was 13 years old. And it was, uh, it was a great night. Get the email to learn more about that. And I had like a bottle, of, a small tiny bottle of sake on my 24th birthday ceremonially with my family, uh, which that's the only times I drink in my life. New Year's is no exception. However, that does not mean that other girls and other people will not want to drink when they come back to your place. So what I do is that I just get a typical uh, Sav cab. I'll have that in the fridge uh, for those who don't know, red wine. Um, I'll have a red wine there. What's interesting is that people are more likely to drink red wine, just from my experience, on New Year's Eve celebrations than white. White doesn't seem to be the thing. Now, if you got champagne and you got some cash, get some champagne. Okay. It's not necessary. You can get a 10, 15 bottle, decent, especially in Australia, because we have some of the best wine in the world, especially in South Australia, Barossa Valley. Uh, you get a 10, 15 dollar bottle, decent of uh, South Cab. Or if you are more of a connoisseur, get whatever the fuck you want. What I would highly recommend against is hard alcohol. I would not recommend against offering girls uh, Shmonoff, stray vodka, unless just if you're going to be making it, make it. Make it yourself, which means that you're going to mix it with like minimal, minimal. If you're going to be using hard vodka, mix it with the absolute tiniest percentage you can so that she just knows that it's there, I guess. But put the rest, like if it's like you got a goblet, it's like, I don't know, that much vodka. For those of you on the podcast, it's like 5%. 5% of the glass, tiny. And then fill the rest up with Coke, fruit juice, whatever you want to put in it, whatever she wants to mix with it. The reason for this is because not only from a practical point of view, that sex is not good when a girl is just uh, blind drunk out of her mind. So I told you before is that, listen, if you want to, if you want to go, if you want to go for a ride down Mount Everest, uh, <laughs> on the, uh, on, on, on a fucking, what's they call it? On a, on a bungee board. Okay. It's not going to be a good ride though. 
If you're on a ride Mount Everest on a bungee board, it's not gonna be a good ride. I would highly recommend a proper decent set of skis, a decent snowboard, okay? And what that means is someone who's fucking with it, fucking who someone is mentally there with it. It's gonna be a much better experience and that is not gonna happen if they get drunk off of hard alcohol, okay? So, I mean, uh, you can have you can have, have a bottle there if you want, but I would most likely, as been recommendations, if you wanna be hosting, which you should be, which is that you're going to be recommending, recommend, yeah, we've got some wine here. If you're into that whiskey and you're into um, scotch, uh, yeah, I guess. If you're into that type of stuff, it's a little more expensive though. But uh, do not be goon sacking. Skibo, <laughs> do not be goon sacking. Uh, do not be gooning uh, unless you're fucking 18 years old. Uh, for those, I think, I think that's the term. I think that's the term they use around the world. Goons, you guys know what goons are? Drop me a comment in the, in the feed if you know what a goon is and if you know what a goonie is. <laughs> For those that don't know on the podcast, no, just fucking type it into Google. I won't, I won't ruin it. Just know that that's all what all 18-year-olds drink in uh, Australia when they first have their house parties. The old goon sack. Uh, <laughs> down in some goon. Anyway, so you just have your drinks ready. Have drinks ready. If you're going back to their place, obviously you're not going to be able to do this ahead of time if you're going back to their place, you're going back to the girl's place. Although, although, if you know the address already that you're going to with this Uber, as in you haven't just jumped into their Uber and you're in full control and you've just like, you've already booked it, you've actually been the one who booked this Uber and that they've already given you the address and you kind of roughly know where it is. If you know that there's a bottle load on the way, stop off at the bottle load. Just get the Uber guy to stop off for just a second. And bring some bottles back to their place. Again, I am not, I, don't, I won't be drinking any of this, but it helps relax them. And we just want to make it easy for them, okay? And just, just the main principles there is avoid hard alcohol. Do not get them drunk or super, super drunk, okay? Just just some light wines, light wines. Typically, for some reason, girls love red on a New Year's Eve. Whenever, because sometimes what I'll do is I'll buy both. I'll buy both a white and a red. And, uh, uh, particularly for girls, they love a Moscato. If you are, if you don't, if you don't into wine, and I'm not either, but every man should know this. Every basic bitch loves Moscato, and you are even basic a bitch loves. She loves a red Moscato, <laughs> which is actually very tasty. I will admit, I've had a sip, and uh, a red Moscato, the cherry Moscato, is. Uh, so it's it's a, it, the Moscato is an Italian white wine, but it's very cheap and it's very uh it's very like it's, it's like what's the word? It's hipster. It's very hippie. It's very hippie. And uh, people who are just starting to get into wine, they will say, "Oh yeah, so it's Moscato," and they love it to say it because it's like a cool word to say, but it's actually a very basic wine. Um, I don't even know that much about wine, but I know that. Uh, so you can get a so I used to buy both a bottle of Moscato and Savcab. However, what I realized is that I would end up on for the rest of a year with a bottle of Moscato white wine that no one drunk. It was just a waste of money because girls always, in my experience, went for red. I don't know whether it's because it's red panties night, shout out to Conor McGregor, or if it's just because it's just, I don't know, red wine seems more romantic. I guess that's it. But uh, yeah, that's it. For you, if you're thinking about, but Adam, what am I going to drink when I bring these girls back to my place on New Year's Eve? Isn't water... A sparkling mineral water with some lemon and lime and some Himalayan rock salt is plenty enough. That is my go-to, right? So if you're back at your place, just have it prepared already in the fridge. 
Also, uh, a shout out to the already refrigerated glasses. Small things here, but it goes a long way. It makes things seamless. These are just things you learn over time. Put your glasses in the fridge before you go out. It just makes it seem like more magical. It's cool. And uh, I do it for my clients on boot camp as well, and it blows their fucking minds. They're like, holy shit, this is a cold glass. And uh, especially if it's in Australia, because in Australia, you guys, Christmas and New Year's, it's fucking snowing. So maybe you don't want to do that. But in Australia, it's 43 degrees and it's like melt your mind hot out. So we want cold glasses. Uh, so you, you can do that. Get some kombucha. If you want to have something sparkling, get some kombucha, right? Whatever's going to relax you, whatever's going to make you feel good. But you, there's no excuse. There's no reason for you to need to drink when uh, with them. Guys often get into me with this and they go, but Adam, I feel like, I feel like if I don't drink, I'm going to make her uncomfortable. I've never seen this. I don't know where this fucking came from. And actually, I do know where this came from. It came from guys that don't go out and bring girls back to their place. It's something that exists within your mind. It's a paper wall. I've never had a girl, either at a bar or back in my place, who was drinking wine and was unhappy with the fact that I was drinking water. It's like, your social dynamics have to be so bad, so unrefined, if that is getting in the way. If you aren't able to hold an interaction while drinking water and she's drinking alcohol and able to make her feel comfortable through the power of your interaction, through your direct, congruent, authentic vibe, through the best of your 50, then you got much bigger issues to worry about than whether you're drinking alcohol or drinking fucking water, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so silly. But it just exists with guys that are um, obviously don't have a lot of experience. I'll drink a fucking green tea at home while a girl's drinking red wine. I don't give a shit, right? And in the end, I'll probably convert her. In the end, she'll probably want some of that matcha because I've enjoyed it that much. Oh, man. I love this shit. So anyways, that's some more pulling logistics now. Let's talk about entertainment. When you're pulling to go back to uh, your pad, your place, right? You should already have a loaded USB. Uh, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Panda Emperor playlist is now being released. You guys asked for it in the last bowl bowl sip i released the panda emperor playlist and uh what that was is my sexy time playlist for music which is just it was always private but you guys kept asking about it so it's on spotify it's just called panda emperor it's a highly curated list of my favorite good time energy good sexy time energy songs and uh, i'll put this on straight away you should have that if you guys don't have a spotify account uh what are the fuck are you doing with your life it's actually a requirement. It's a requirement. You sh unless, or for those of you that have YouTube Red, which means that you can get ad-free music on YouTube, okay, okay, don't have to go on Spotify. But then you don't get access to these playlists, so fuck, you're kind of fucked if you're missing out. But you should have a Spotify account, uh, bare minimum, so that you can just have good time music playing the entire way from the moment you get in, you hit that playlist, and you already get that vibe going. You should have your... Know what your speaker system setup is. I highly recommend the UE Boom. I've spoken about it many times. Uh, that thing has been with me around the world. It's the best speaker to have. It covers an entire house for a tiny little thing. And investment, must have that, that investment. UE Boom, Bluetooth, speaker, Spotify playlist, Panda Emperor. Get that music playing. It gets you ready for sexy time. Okay, that's good. Next thing, watching. Now, whether you guys are going to Disney and chill, that's typically my go-to. So you should already have a USB or your Disney Plus account, or whatever, your Netflix, or whatever you're going to watch, whatever movies that you really get down with. Listen, a crowd pleaser, you're looking for one movie. Like if, say it's not just her, but you're bringing back several of her friends. 
and maybe a couple of your wings are coming back as well. And it's just like, it's a big group. There's one movie that will never fail. And it is in my resources of wisdom in the movies of wisdom section, uh, bottage.com. And it is Anchorman. Now, so you might be surprised. Like, why does Anchorman, why is Anchorman in the resources of wisdom? How much wisdom you get from Anchorman? It's not from the actual movie itself, despite it being probably one of the funniest movies of all time. It's the power of how funny it is and how it allows anyone, the most socially inept, the most socially anxious, to let go of themselves. I have never not been able to get a girl to relax without while watching Anchorman and let go of herself and have one of those belly laughs. If you can genuinely sit through Anchorman and get through it without having a laugh that came from your fucking balls, oh, you, you're probably not human. You're probably not a human being. You've probably come from another solar system because I've just never seen it. And so it's a great crowd pleaser as well. And everyone, listen, most people have seen Anchorman. And so everyone loves the quotes from it. Everyone loves to quote it. Everyone loves to get into it. It's a great crowd pleaser. So that one's always on top of my USB. Anchorman, if I'm not, if it's not one-on-one with me and this girl, but if it is one-on-one, straight to Disney. Uh, almost all girls will choose Beauty and the Beast as number one. So uh, Beauty and the Beast is not my favorite Disney movie, but it's on my USB because I know that it's most girls' favorite Disney movie. And so they fucking love that. So you go on that. Uh, you just get the shit prepared. When I'm talking about logistical uh, pulling logistics for New Year's Eve, all this shit should be prepared ahead of time. Your lighting setup. Don't wait till you get back to find the fucking candle, right? Get your candles out beforehand. Get your Himalayan rock salt lamp beforehand. Don't worry about this shit. This is the worst vibe. This can completely ruin a pool. This can completely ruin it. If you turn on fucking candescent, not candescent, what's the, trans, translucent, whatever the, whatever the name of typical lights are from the house, the house lights. Um, not evervescent, whatever the name is that, but basically the temperature of those lights and the sharpness of them, it's like you're in a, you're getting interrogated. You know, that's what typical house lights are like. That can ruin a pool. In whatever, in your lounge room, in the kitchen, in your bedroom, you should have a soft, warm, red light source. Whether it's a candle, whether it's a Himalayan rock salt lamp, uh, whether it's just a banana lamp, or, you know, just whatever, some a lamp that is a nice, warm Kelvin. Kelvin just refers to the temperature of the light. You know, it's just red. It's a red light. Right? That, it, that is a must. Some girls can be, can be literally turned off just because of that. Where you turn, you, she was down, you're making out on the couch with her, you put her into the bedroom, and you turned on the fucking house lights, that's it, game over. Because some girls won't want pitch black either. A lot of girls don't like pitch black. I don't like pitch black. I, I want a candle. I want a fucking candle. And you know, nowadays, they sell these things called wood wicks. Uh, for those of you that are into the candle game, uh, which I am, uh, get a wood wick. All right, a wood wick is not made from the... Well, I'm not sure what they're normally made from. Normally made from wax. But the wood wick is literally a... If you imagine an X... An X that's like 3D and goes through the center of the candle made out of wood. And so as the candle burns, it crackles. And you got this, like you're making out of this girl, you're having sex, and it's just like this crackle of wood. It's like you have a wood fireplace in your room, even if you don't. That's what it sounds like and looks like. So I would highly recommend Woodwick candles, not sponsored. Uh, that's the only time I use them for that. Otherwise, they're annoying. Like if I'm trying to meditate and I've got this crackling wood. 
<laughs> but with a girl, it's good. So, uh, we're moving forward through logistics. What about the friends, Adam? What about the friends? Okay, if you're back at your place, if you're back at your place and you say you've got, it really, do, now it gets too highly individual. I have to give you just macro principles here because every scenario is going to be different. If you've, if you've got wings with you back at your place with her and her friends, then it, that's a lot easier. Then you're just going to be able to just slip off to the side with your girl and get you and get in, right? It's going to be easy. However, if you're at, say, her place and uh, with her friend's place and you don't have your wings with you, right, you might have to slow play this. And this is just the macro principle. You might have to slow play this till 4 a.m., 5 a.m., Many a time I've worked out that these friends are just fucking vultures and they will not stop circling. They're sharks in the water. They will not stop. And you just got to, they won't give us a piece, a moment of peace and quiet. They, I'm not saying that they're necessarily being negative or trying to fuck you up, but they, 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 they're not necessarily stopping you from getting your dick wet, but they're not necessarily allowing you to either because they're just ever present and you just can't get a moment of space. Sometimes you have to wait till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. If that's the case, you're on the floor, you're on the couch, you're just doing your thing. Patience, long ball, play it to the end. And this is what I talked about before is that uh, with the burning of the boats, you have to be willing to stay at some random stranger's place till 5 a.m., right? And even if that means that you didn't, you guys didn't sexually get, get to get, you didn't, you weren't able to get sexually intimate for the entire night, because of logistical things, things got in the way. Maybe she just wasn't ready. Maybe she was just comfortable with just making out and that's all it was. Whatever it was, her comfortability or the logistics of the situation, whatever it was, okay, as long as you're there at the end, then it's okay. As long as you're there, that's all that matters. When she wakes up the next morning and you're there, then you can go with the number, then you can go with the gram, then you go with the WhatsApp and peace out. Just do not try and do that at the beginning of the night that is a weak move on New Year's Eve, okay? Burn the boats. Play this the whole way. So my friends, have I, am I forgetting anything about logistics? Uh, oh, there was a couple other sexual things. Just make sure toothbrush and toothpaste wherever you go. Um, that's going to be a little bit more difficult if you're going to their place. However, I've seen, I've seen some guys get around that by just bringing fanny packs. I've seen some guys at the coat check in the club. What they do is that they, they bring their fanny pack with their lube, condoms, Toothbrush, toothpaste, and toothbrush. They check it in uh, with. Well, what's <laughs> funny is that because is it Australia? Who's bringing a coat on New Year's Eve? It's so fucking hot. Like it's always so fucking hot. However, they will do that just to make it seem like because you can, no one's just gonna allow you to check in a fanny pack. Well, I don't know many clubs that will, but if you check it in with a coat, I've seen some people do this. They're checking it with a coat. And so then when they're leaving the club, they can pick up their coat and their fanny pack and then take that into the Uber or the car to go to a, a girl's place or a friend's place. Um, that's some other things they can do. I just try and cram as much as I can into my pockets. That's what I typically do. I just, I just get, you know, typical black jeans, black pockets, uh, and I just try and put as much as I can into my back pockets and my front pockets. I just load it up, right? Load that shit up. That's, just always, that's, that's, that's probably the best case scenario if you're, uh, not willing to bring a fanny pack. I've no, I have not I have not found myself in the situation where I've needed to do that. I just know some guys that have been that extreme. Uh, however, I that being said, that being said, I will typically oh, we 
we haven't talked about bouncing from the pulley because sometimes the first pull from the venue is not the last pull. I'll finish on this and then I'll go into Q&A because I realize that we've now been going for almost uh, two hours. So we'll go into Q&A after, straight after this. The first pull is not always the last pull. What that means is that taking the girls from the kebab shop, from the old kebabby, taking girls from the club, from the fireworks, from your home base, it's not always the final pull. It might be back to... Listen, it, it might be... Wait, hey, but it applies to both. It applies to both situations. Whether you're going back to your place or her place or her friend's place, it's not always the final one. You might take her back to your place with her friends and her friends get a little bit shitty and so and they want to leave or maybe they just want to leave just for the sake of leaving and they want to go back to their place and she's not going to stay there with you. Well, what do you think you're going to do? Are you going to try and, well, oh, fuck, I guess it's over. I guess it's over. No, not over. Not over. Maybe, yes, over. Any other night of the year, not this year, not this night on this year, all right? If you're, if you're, if you brought, bounce back to your place and you got, just, just got shit going and her friends all of a sudden have to leave, they get called back, they want to go back to her place, she's not going to, she's not going to stay there with you and her, sure as hell, even if she wants to, like sometimes a lot of girls will want to because they're so deep on you at that point, but her friends are not going to allow that. They're not going to allow that shit. So they're going to just drag her out there. I've had girls dragged out of there. I've had, I've had girls' friends literally pull her off of me on the street, in my place, at their place. Right? I've, when they had to go, they had to go. And there's nothing you can humanly do other than going with the flow. And so it's not game over. It's not, it's not a, a what the na. It is fucking game on. It's like, let's keep going. So what's going to happen is, all right, fuck it. I'm going with you. Let's get going. All right? She's, and because at that point, if the friends have been willing to come to your place, they're probably going to be cool for you to come back with. They probably recognize there's a bit of a connection there. Okay? So your baby step. Now, but Adam, what if they aren't? Well, baby step. Just get down to the street. Get down to the street. Then there. Then if the friends are comfortable for you to come down the street, then get to the door of the Uber and the cub. And then get into the car. And then get out of the car. They could be unhappy at every stage of the scenario. But as long as your girl is okay with it and she's all right, that's all that really matters. The friends are just, like I said before, they want a slice of the Bavarian, but they're not getting any of it. So just understand the saltiness and just play it step by step. So that's what I, this is the final point. It's just that the final pull is, uh, the first pull is not always the final pull. Sometimes you might have to balance between several scenarios, between going back to her place. And actually, I said this is why I mentioned this is because let's say you go to her friend's place first as the first pull. Typically, I want to try, if I can, at best, go back to her friend's place with her, make her nice and comfortable and chill, maybe spend an hour there, but make the final pull back to my place. So just spend, after post-fireworks, maybe met them at 12.30 or 1 a.m., maybe two, maybe I go back to her friend's place, friend's apartment, whatever. And actually, this is the other thing I forgot, I forgot to mention. A lot of girls that are going out as a group on New Year's Eve, they often have really good logistics as well. They often go on an Airbnb together. They often get a hotel in the city. That's very common. So you can go back to their hotel, their Airbnb, just for the first bit. That's all, that's a really good move to play. And then, but you know full well in your mind, I am doing everything I can to lead this to just a tight bubble with her and I, which is going to be much better back in my place because we got that set up. We got that Disney and Chill set up. We got that speaker set up. We got them that them drink set up. We got up, but not for you though. <laughs> not for you though. But we got everything set up already back at our place at home at at your pad. 
So you might spend an hour at the girls' hotel just chilling or the Airbnb just chilling or the, their after party just chilling. But then as you're getting deeper and deeper with this one girl, then you're starting to drop the seed of, oh, I've got to get back to my place. And what you do is you line that Uber up. You line that Uber up. You line that, that all up. And you get it set to come at a certain point or just 15 minutes before you're ready. And then so the time pressure comes when uh, when the Uber finally arrives, you just put it on the go and say, listen, I've got to go. We've got to go. Time's going. We've got to go. Right? And it puts her into that next journey, next ride, next adventure. And because you are back at the friend's adventure, sorry, the, the friend's place, they are a lot more likely to let go of their friend when they all go, go back to their home base. Whereas if you bring all of her friends back to your place, it's very likely that they're going to try and pull her with you, uh, without you. They're going to try and pull her away from you is what I'm saying there. But if you already go back to their after party, their house party, they're with their friends, they're with their family, they're, they're with people they know, they're in familiar surroundings. They're not so concerned with this guy who, if they have been to your place already, maybe not, but they met you at the club and they see that you're connecting with this girl. They're, they're so much more at ease. They're not in a triggered, hyper-vigilant mentality. So that's why it's often a really good time, good opportunity, good option, just to go to the friend's, the girl's friend's place first and then make the second pull back to your place. That is a far more, uh, I would say, a high percentage move. High percentage move, of course, it depends on logistics. It depends on how far out you had to go. It depends on how much cash you have to spend that night. Like I said, if you get taken 60 minutes out of the city to a friend's place, that's a, that's a, that's a depending on the city. You might be shelling out 140, 150 bucks return to get back into the city. 60 minute ride, you know, 70 bucks there, 70 bucks back, you know, but this is why you want to discern, is this girl worth it? You would not be doing this with a girl. Like I said, that was a bungee board going down Mount Everest. Choose yourself a nice set of skis, a nice snowboard and ride that shit the whole way through. Yes, sir. <laughs> what a finish. What a finish. Okay, my friends. Uh, we are now, we have just wrapped up a two-hour guide on how to go out cold approach New Year's Eve. I thank you for being here. So uh, uh, if you are still here in this chat, if you just joined in, drop me a thumbs up down below. If you join this content, drop me a comment in the chat box. We are now going to dive into Q&A um, because we've been going for two hours. I'm not going to go for as long on this, but we've got a super chat question. Get that fly away from me. Uh, we've got a super chat question from Oli Shumu, which I'm going to wrap up first. But any questions you guys now have on social dynamics, dating, relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, we will now get. And let's fucking do it. So there are a lot of questions before Oli's super chat, but that's what the super chat is. His gets bumped to the top and just all that money goes straight to the channel. And I also just want to re-mention the first super chat was from Schemo, who donated $4.49 Australian. And he didn't even have a question. He just said, uh, can't stick around, but have a great rest of your year and Christmas. So yeah, thank you much. Thank you very much, uh, Schemo. You've been supporting this uh, channel really intensely for the last three months or so. You're always here on these live streams. So I really thank you for that. And now we're going to get into Ollie's question and then I'll dive back up after that if there aren't any other uh, questions. Sorry, if there are any other super chats, I'll just go up to the questions pre Ollie's. <clears throat> so Ollie Shumu comes in saying with a, with a two pound, I think that's pound, no, two euros, sorry. Two euro uh, super chat. 
What should I talk about with women in night game? So this is a big question, and my first answer is nothing. <laughs> this fly. Uh, yeah, nothing. You should talk about nothing. Just want to take that deep breath there. I, I'm not being... I'm, I, I mean that literally. Ollie, if you're concerned with what you should be talking about with women in night game, you've completely missed the point of why you're going out at night. If you wanted to be concerned with conversation and want to be concerned with more deeply intricate balance between qualification and investment, which is part of my toolbox of game system, you'd be going out in the day. You'd be learning that balance in the day. At night, I mentioned this several times throughout the last two hours, you'd be bouncing girls left, right, and center in the first 10 seconds, first 30 seconds, making out with girls in the first 10 seconds, first 30 seconds. You'd be making, girl, making out with girls off the open. There's nothing to be talked about with girls at night. This is one of the biggest things I had to learn. You, I, I talked about an overall concept here today called burning the boats. That's centered around logistical fallbacks, such as getting girls' numbers, getting girls' grams, etc., and not being willing to go fucking out into, into unknown territory and go on weird adventures that you don't know what's going to happen, right? Because you weren't willing to go full play. But burning the boats can also be applied to this mentality, which is that I want you to burn your boats with relying on what to say or what to talk about. Listen, this applies to night game, uh, going out at night in general, but even more on New Year's Eve. As you can see, New Year's Eve is just like a normal night on steroids. It's just super inflamed. But in general, right, you're in a crazy fucking environment. You're in an environment where people are pinging off God knows what. People doing cocaine. People doing NDMA. People have been drinking all kinds of shit. People are out here tonight to let go of their sense of self. They don't want to know about what you think about whether Trump got impeached. They don't, they don't give a shit about what you think about the amino acid blend of the latest protein supplement that just came out. They don't, they don't care about shit. They don't want to know about conversation. None. This is a general principle and something that Jordan and I used to do all the fucking time when I was first beginning. And I still carry through to this day whenever I go at night. The number one modality of communicating with a woman at night is through physicality. Uh, you made it, sometimes at night, it is the only modality. You want to meet a girl on the dance floor? Forget about conversation. You can't even hear yourself, right? It is through physicality and done through physicality. But barring those situations where it's like forced upon you, you go, you go in a bar situation, you're out in the smoker's lounge, you see some girls on the couch, you see the girl at the door, coat check, whatever, out on the street, down by the fireworks after, what should you be talking about? Uh, nothing. You take her by the hand and you pull her in. All right? Here's your step-by-step. -step. Just because you donated the Super Chat, I know I've gone into this in many other podcasts on how to go out at night. And uh, there's one podcast on how to go out at night. I think it's, it's something to steps to going out, tips to going out at night. But there's definitely one for tips for day gamers going out at night. Or the, the absolute beginner's guide for day gamers going out at night. It's something like that. But just go through all the podcasts, BDPs, and you'll find it. I talk about it more physicality at night more in depth look. excuse me but i'll say this here just because you donated the super chat right you're going out on new year's eve this is all you need to do you see a girl you like you walk up to her you square up shoulder to shoulder hand out hand out like this for those of you on the, i think you should be able to see that on the camera there you go hand out like that just directly to her eyes locked in eyes lo square shoulders eyes locked in hand out she takes the hand from there 
It is now just a game of playing green light, red light. Is she comfortable? Is she not comfortable? Is she comfortable? Is she uncomfortable? If she's comfortable to take your hand, pull her in. If she's not comfortable for you to pull her in, back it up. Let's say green light, red light. She comes up, take my hand, green light. Move to the next. And this is very much, this is just a micro of our macro baby stepping, which is that I told you baby stepping in macro throughout the night, just go down for the kebab. Just go down, just get her out of the venue. Push, push, push from here, from there, etc. Just don't worry about having to get back to the friend's place if you haven't even got down the street yet. Just from the venue, from the couch, down to the street. We will work out the kebab when we get out of the street. What if I don't know where the kebab is? That doesn't fucking matter. Just start walking. You'll find something. Same thing in micro with physicality. We green light, red light, and that we just look for comfortability. And you can always return to the previous level of comfortability when you get a red light. So let's say I go up on a girl. And let's say, of course, we're going to talk about if a girl doesn't even take your hand, well, then the interaction doesn't begin. So you can just move to the next girl. Find the next girl. Absolute dime piece blowing my mind. Straight up to her. Square shoulders, deep in the eyes. Straight there with that masculine energy. I want to be here. I've got that masculine intent. First part of our 50 Hand goes out, she takes it. Green light, pull her in. You pull your, her hand straight to your hip, okay? Hold on to it, don't let go. So now we're like this. Now we're almost lip to lip, we're eye to eye, okay? At nights, if you've chosen a girl that's on point, as in she's feeling the moment, she's feeling the vibe, you're feeling the moment, you're feeling the vibe, it's post fireworks as well, you probably start making out then and there. Instant makeouts happen uh, like water, on New Year's Eve particularly, but in general at night, if you find a girl that's just operating on the same frequency as you, just through taking the hand, pulling her straight in and getting this close to each other, it's like, you will be amazed. There was this, uh, the first night I worked this out uh, was when I was just first overcoming my fear of night, which I was already very adept in the day, but Jordan was taking me out. I remember Mike was there, Naj was there, there was a few different guys. And uh, I made out with five girls that night and we called it the night of five different lipsticks. Because what I worked out as the fi- as I added a new lipstick to my experiences each as the night went on was that the time it took to add the fifth lipstick, aka the fifth makeout, the time for that to be engaged was almost as if a different person did this than the one than the first set of lipstick. The first time I met out a girl at night on that night in particular. I was probably in the interaction with her for about five minutes before I finally pulled that trigger. Then the second one maybe took me three minutes. And then the third one took me maybe two and a half. Then the fourth one down to about a minute and a bit. Then the fifth makeout happened off the open. And so what I worked out in that first night of understanding that there's nothing to talk about is that makeouts can happen happen off the open. If your masculine intent is there, you bring the best of your 50, direct and good and authentic, direct intent, eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe. All these things come together, okay? Just apply it to the situation that you're in. All come together as part of your 50. Boom, right there with her. And you just, you infuse all that masculine intent, masculine energy right off the get. She sees it in your eyes, okay? You take that handshake, pull her straight down to the hip. She gets right here. Most girls almost start making out of you if she's on the same frequency and she's ready for that, Okay? So that's what I'm talking about where there is nothing to talk about. Now, let's say you finish that makeout. What happens next? The next point of leading. What if she didn't make out? What if it wasn't a makeout? Well, then the next thing, if she's happy to have my hand around here, what would be the next best thing? Baby step. What would be the next best thing of physicality and getting us closer, getting her more comfortable, allowing her to be comfortable? Well, if, if I've already got her hand really close down to my hip and she's really close to me eye to eye, well, what if I just put her hand around the back of my neck? Whoop, from here to here. Tiny move. Time to move, just in, just a baby step, just from here to here. Okay, 
It almost infers if you take one hand up, is it a green light or a red light? Was she happy for you to put her hand up on your neck? Most girls, eight out of 10 times, gonna be a green light, okay? So you're gonna put that hand up there. It infers that her other hand is gonna come as well. Most girls will do it naturally, but if she's a bit weird, you can do it for her. Most girls will do it anyway. So where are we at now? We're in fucking, uh, what's, the, what's the movie? We're in fucking, uh, I remember the song, it's Hungry Eyes, but it's not, that's not the movie. What's the fuck? Dirty Dancing, there you go. Now we're in Dirty Dancing space. And uh, she's got both her hands, for those of you on the podcast, around the back of your neck. You've got both of her hands around your hips. All right, green light from there. Is she ready to make out from there? Maybe she gives you the cheek, not ready yet. Okay, what's the next best move from here? And this is just the next baby step. From there, we're going to lead her to a more comfortable space within the venue. I'm going to take her into the cloud, into the down to the couches. We're going to go down to that little side smoke area. Not that you're going to smoke, but just get a little bit extra deep. Mini bounces, mini bounces within. Just next best step. For you, I want you to burn the boats on this talking shit. You do not need to talk at night. And that's my mentality at night. I don't want to talk with this girl. If I have to, I will. If she asks me a question, fine. Otherwise, I'm just physically leading here, 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 here. You know, it, you're, it's like you lead through all of your intent, through all of your body. And if she happens to ask you a question, I guess I'll answer it. I guess I'll, I guess I'll respond to it. But she's going to have to interrupt me. She will interrupt me with her verbals while I'm physically doing something with her. Very different from the day. But at night, that's how it's going to be. That's what I want you to flip your mind to. I thank you so much, Ollie, for your uh, super chat. Oh, shit. You just dropped another super chat. Ollie just uh, dropped another $2.29 euro super chat saying, you're the man. Love from Austria. Oh, shit. All the way from Austria. Thank you much. Thank you very much, my friend. That's uh, greatly appreciated. I'm just... Happy to bring you some value. I wish you the best on New Year's Eve. You've got two weeks to apply these principles before New Year's Eve. So you can rewatch this entire thing if you need to. Highly recommend it. Uh, and just uh, go, I'll just recommend that you, you fucking get your feet wet over the next two weeks. Get these, uh, these, these, these five real core principles of uh, uh, going out. Where I've talked about transport logistics, pad logistics, pulling logistics, venue logistics. And uh, the overall mentalities as well. And uh, that's, that'll sort you out. And I wish you a great uh, Christmas and New Year's, man. Thank you so much. So, my friends, we've been going for a fucking long time here. And uh, I normally I'm supposed to finish at 11.30. <laughs> it's fucking 12.20 almost. So, I wanted the Super Chats. I give as much energy as I can to the Super Chats because that's someone who's donating straight back to this channel. I, have, um, I need a piece out now. Because I literally have other things to go to. I knew that I was going to be a little bit rushed today. So I pushed my next appointment uh, to 12.30. So we've got about 12 minutes for the next day. But I do recognize there's a lot of you guys that have uh, questions coming up in here. So what I'd say, guys, is that you can always feel free to shoot me a message on the gram. Save it for next week. Come back next week. That's what the Super Chat's for. So I honor Ollie's. But thank you all so much for being here. And this is just what full guides are. We don't always do full guides. But full guides are going to go for much longer. I have a little less Q&A. But with that being said, I thank you all so much for being here. If you did enjoy this content, drop me a thumbs up down below. Uh, drop me a comment as well. Let me know what you thought about it. And uh, if you're going out New Year's Eve, and if you're going to do some prep in the next two weeks, just get engaged in the comment box. I appreciate that. It helps the video out. And uh, yeah, bowl sip weekly in my newsletter. To drink or not to drink. How to activate peak social performance while sober. 
That's coming out uh, within the next three hours, in just under three hours. Bulldozer.com, put your email in, sign it up, you get it. And uh, with that being said, my friends, that's where the session ends. <sighs> Fuck, what a fucking session as well. How long is how long has this been? Uh, two hours. This is I think this is the longest social Q and A. This has been a two hour fifteen some minute podcast. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, I'll catch you next week for social Q and A. And uh, until then, much peace and much joy. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, bootcamp recap is coming out Monday. Uh, boot from Melbourne Bootcamp. Some incredible shit on there on how to love the process. Check back on Monday, next Monday. Incredible video dropping. Now, we will peace out. <laughs> See ya. Oh, shit. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl. Every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. Now, just before you go as well, don't forget, the Bowl Sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to boldoja.com, drop your email in. There'll be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that and uh, you receive the very next tip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at boldoja.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by boldoja.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the bowl insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your dating life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.